Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. If your favorite German club doesn't have a dance floor, or mixed and martial are your kind of arts, and you could watch 30 for 30s for days. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? ESPN Plus exists because you do. With Bundesliga, Serie A, UFC Fight Nights, and the entire 30 for 30 library, ESPN Plus lets you get more into whatever you're into. So if tennis is your cup of tea, or fantasy is your priority, this is your stream. ESPN Plus. Your sports, our originals, now streaming. Coming up Thursday, the latest from the NFL's positive test for COVID-19 and how it impacts week number five. Plus, Brady and the Bucks look to win their fourth straight. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, Thursday, 6 a.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio and ESPN News. This weekend on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to Heinz Field in a Pennsylvania showdown. Coverage begins Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. This Saturday, the UFC returns with a clash of top-tier Bantamweights. Two dynamic knockout artists. Number one ranked Marlon Marais looks to smash his way back into championship contention by stopping the ultra-aggressive Corey Sandhagen, seeking his fifth career knockout. Plus, a full card of hard-hitting action. Don't miss UFC Fight Night live only on ESPN+. This weekend on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio. The Pittsburgh Steelers are undefeated and sit high atop the AFC North. Throws caught wide open. Smith shoots through the 18. Turns and walks into the end zone. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. They'll welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to Heinz Field in a Pennsylvania showdown. He may go all the way. Foot race down the near sideline. The Steelers and Eagles, Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Daryl from Columbus, previously from the Paul Feinbaum Show. Jay, thanks for the call. Good afternoon. There's a bunch of passionate guys here in New Jersey who love your show and for college football junkies. So we have favorite teams in the SEC, but, you know, what you do and how you do it absolutely amazes me sometimes, man. But you're a moderator, you're a mediator. The Paul Feinbaum Show, weekdays at 3 Eastern on the ESPN app and on the SEC network. V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. So let's move into the National League's postseason action. Dodgers, Padres, Los Angeles took game one. And something about that heat wave sweeping over Southern California must have had the ball jumping off the bat. At least for L.A. Cody Bellinger hit a solo shot. Bottom fourth to make things 4-1 Doyers. 
There are nothing but big flies, essentially, when you look at this box score. San Diego's Eric Hosmer certainly contributed to that cause. He's ahead of Hosmer, one and two. Nobody on, nobody out. Here comes. Swing and a high fly ball hit in the air right field. Betts going back at the track near the wall, and it's into the bullpen and gone. Back-to-back homers, Eric Hosmer. He'll touch them all. And the Padres are within a run. It's 4-3. Just when you thought we'd have a Fernando Tatis Jr. postseason moment, the aforementioned Bellinger stole it from us. Rotter roll fires. Swing and a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps. And he made the grab. What a catch. Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play. Dodgers were able to settle in with some small ball. Finally moved the line enough to get to a 6-3 lead. But by the time we got to the ninth, Joe Kelly found himself in quite the bind. Bases loaded up. Bottom of the ninth. My heart weight through the roof. And I was watching this game on mute. The kick, the 1-2. Swing and a ground ball right side right at Hernandez. Gobbles it up, throws to first, and that's the ball game. And the Dodgers hang on by their fingernails and win game two. 6-5 the final as Kelly bails out Jansen. And the Dodgers win it, and they're up in this series two games to none. So it took quite a bit, but L.A. picks up the game to win. Bellinger, the man who got it done in every aspect of the game, joined SportsCenter with Stan Verrett. It felt like a 30-minute half inning, but at the end of the day, Joe Kelly did a phenomenal job coming in and doing what he does, and he closed it out. And that was a great victory for the team. All right, let's talk about the home run off Davies. What did you see there? First pitch, changeup. Just saw it out the hand. Started low. I knew I had to stay through it as much as I could. Just try to hit that ball to center field, and uh, I knew I clicked it well. This field's big, so I haven't even hit one out in center field, I don't think, in BP. So knew I hit it well, just ran as fast as I could, and it was over the fence. And I think you've given us the biggest viral moment of the postseason so far with that catch to Rob Tatis. Look, you were going, ball, wall, ball, wall. What, what was that like? Uh, I knew he hit it well, and uh, I actually made the wrong step, so I had to turn around find it again kind of lost it for a second and then uh, i knew it was going to be a homer i knew it wasn't staying in the park i knew it was gonna be a homer off that kind of like the black windows up there didn't know how well he hit it but i knew he hit it well and once i got to the fence found the wall i just try to time the jump and just good timing right there in, in a situation like this which one would you rather have would you rather have a home run or would you rather have a catch like that i think i'd rather have a catch like that don't have one i got one i think in my career uh, robbing a homer, and uh, that was the first one I had the postseason. That one feels pretty good, so I'm going to have to take the catch. All right, so you're up two games, and they say that elimination game is always the hardest one to get. What's the approach tomorrow? Man, stay within herself. Uh, this series is not over. They're a great team, and no matter how the lead, this game, as we know, they, they can come back no matter what. They got a lot of talented guys, so got to come out, play our game. We know that this isn't over, and got to continue to fight. It's going to be a fun, you know, series to go down the wire. When Stan mentioned tomorrow, that's actually today. Just to clarify things, you can get all your coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Sports and all night, Trevor Scales with you. And now, whether manufactured by Atlanta or not, there was still a little tension headed into game two between the Marlins and Braves. But that energy Ronald Acuna Jr. brought to the plate early in the last outing wasn't there. He struck out in all four of his plate appearances. Teammates had his back, though. This ball driven deep to left field, going back and looking up is Dickerson, and that one is gone. Dansby Swanson, for the second day in a row, has left the yard. And his home run gives the Braves the first run of the game. It's 1-0.
That was in the bottom of the second. A little more backup came in the fourth. Darno has two home runs against Lopez, and this one is also hit, and it's gone. Make it three home runs off Pablo Lopez for Travis Darno, and he backs up yesterday's great offensive night with another one today. Two nothing Braves. Those would be the only two runs scored in this entire game. Atlanta wins two zip, but mainly because Ian Anderson, who got the start for him, was dealing. Eight strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings puts him at 13 strikeouts on this postseason, these being his first two playoff starts. Those 17 fans tie Ian for the most Ks in a player's first two playoff appearances in Braves history. All that sounds fun, right? Yeah, uh, everyone in there is, is having such a good time, you know, even given the circumstances. Um, you know, obviously we wish there could be fans out there, but um, we're, we're making the most of it and, and having a good time with it. But it's on to the next for both of these teams. Game three later today from Houston. Coverage right here on ESPN Radio. It's time for Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. While the action on the diamond just seems to re-up on the daily, the NBA Finals won't resume for game five until Friday. Bron said he ain't been sleeping much these days. But what, pray thee, are the Lakers doing in the meantime, in between time? Dave McMiniman might have the answer. The Lakers had an off day Wednesday following their win over Miami to go up 3-1 in the finals, and it came at an opportune time. It was day number 91 in the bubble for the team, and everyone could use a little break. LeBron James tweeted that he was still up at 6.30 a.m. after Tuesday night's game, but could be seen riding his bicycle around campus by late afternoon. But it wasn't a throwaway day completely, with a chance to close out the series and win the championship looming on Friday. The team had a film session that one team source described as, quote, intense, adding that LeBron and Rajon Rondo in particular were, quote, locked in and engaged. LeBron is 3-0 all-time in the finals with a chance to clinch. No player in league history has ever gone 4-0 in that scenario. He'll try to be the first on Friday. But it's not like the Heat are going to lay down. They've got injuries, but hopefully one comes back and continues to come back and bam out of bio. Malika Andrews has some information on the other injury, and it's not so great. Goran Dragic is listed as doubtful as of Wednesday night's injury report for Game 5. Now, that's the same status he was listed as prior to Game 4. And for that game, he went out on the court. He attempted to warm up a little bit, but he looked to be in some pain. He was wincing as he was shooting. He wasn't able to move laterally all that well. And then he walked over to the bench and had what looked like an emotional conversation with trainer Brandon Gilliam because, remember, this is a guy who wants to play. But he's also said he does not want to be a, quote, liability to his teammates. And there are some within in the Miami Heat organization that worry that even if he does play, he won't be anywhere near where he was at before he got injured. So where does that leave the 305? Are they going to find a way to battle back? Scotty Pippen thinks that they could do so, courtesy of the confidence that Jimmy Butler has. Stephen A. Smith, not a shot in heck. Jay Williams, there's a little bit of in-between wiggle room there that he's trying to find out if Miami can at least make this a little bit more than a gentleman's sweep. Regardless, LeBron, 10 finals, appearances, all the accolades in the world. But is he the MVP? That question can be answered come game Friday on ESPN Radio. More Sports Center all night coming up next. On Thursday, we have all the baseball postseason action for you. Looking ahead to game five of the NBA Finals and Tampa Tom on Thursday night football. See you then for Greeny starting noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News.
it may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. The Paralympian known as the Blade Runner has been arrested for killing his girlfriend. It wasn't uh, who done it, it was why done it. This is the O.J. Simpson of South Africa. He kept saying, I didn't mean to do it. Why would a man kill a woman that he loves? The Life and Trials of Oscar Pistorius. Now streaming exclusively on ESPN+. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Zubin Mahente. This is the new... Tupac versus Biggie. That's what next year is going to be. West Coast versus East Coast. LeBron James, AD versus KD and Kyrie. It feels like there's going to be this battle that we're going to see happen between the two coasts. And this is like a Tupac Biggie battle. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Weekday mornings at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or streaming live on the ESPN app. NBA Finals. Davis a three for the win. are born and legacies are made. Time to celebrate a title and you know I'm going to make it. Finals on ABC, presented by YouTube TV. Game 5, Heat Lakers, tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Rise together. Keyshawn Johnson. Jets did not have a bad quarterback. They have bad players around and a bad coach coaching the quarterback. He knows the NFL. Sam was a top pick. The Jets were not the only team that looked at him as a top five pick. And the NFL knows him. Matt Castle. What's up, Trojan? What's up, Key? You know how people feel about us Trojans. They hate on us all the time. Because uh, they want to be us, Key. Get inside the NFL with Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin every morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. ESPN and Top Rank Boxing present Vasily Lomachenko, number one pound for pound in the world, Teofimo Lopez. When it comes to boxing, I'm the best at what I do. For the undisputed lightweight title. Four belts, only one champion. Lomachenko, Lopez, Saturday, October 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN.
ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Good Lord. That Padres Dodgers tilt got tense. This studio wound up being a glass case of emotion for your boy. There was plenty of action from one man, and it was Cody Bellinger. Bellinger swings here and drives one center field. This one's got a chance. Back there. Gone. Bellinger went down and got it and powered it out to center field. And Cody with his first home run of this postseason. The Dodgers had a run, and it is 4-1. That was in the fourth frame. Then in the seventh. Broader roll fires. Swing and a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps. And he made the grab. What a catch. Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play. An incredible night for Bellinger. Goes yard. Causes a, commits a robbery at the wall. Saves the game essentially for the Dodgers. Joe Kelly got in for the actual save. A bases loaded situation in which he had to get one more out and got it. Overall, though, Mark Teixeira, thoughts on the game. I think Cody Bellinger gets a little too much credit maybe last year for carrying the team. I mean, that was a great team last year. But now they're like, oh, you know, he's hit six. He's not playing that well. They played 60 games in the regular season. This is the NLDS. Let this guy play and show us what he can do. He did it tonight. He did it with the glove. He did it with the home run. Over a long postseason, this is what the Dodgers are hoping for. His talent's going to shine through, and he's going to have a big postseason. Bellinger's performance could not have come at a better time. Sports are all night with Trevor Scales. And, yep, the Yankees are staring at elimination at the hands of Tampa Bay. They lose 8-4 yesterday at the hands of a high-powered offense. Got beat at their own game. It all started with Kevin Kiermaier. Torres trying to keep the runner Wendell close at second. And a swing and a fly ball to deep right off the bat of Kiermaier. Judge back. It's gone. Kevin Kiermeyer with a three-run homer. We told you about his career numbers off Tanaka. They just got a little bit better. And the Rays go out in front 4-1. to one. And then in the fifth, Randy Arozarena blew the doors off of this one. Here's Randy Arozarena swinging at the first pitch of the inning, and it's gone. His third home run in as many games. You can't get this guy out right now. Three for three tonight, and it is five to one Tampa Bay. Michael Perez would pour it on in the very next frame. They would go up seven two there. It caught Dan Schulman, understandably so. Tampa's hit seven home runs in their last two playoff games. Time for most in any two game span in postseason history for the franchise. And it's everybody up and down the lineup making plays. Something Kevin Kiermeyer spoke to. This is raised baseball at its finest. You know, we, we sit here and we talk about, um, you know, never depending on one person each and every night. You never know who's going to be the hero, who's going to step up with the, you know, the big strikeout, the big hit, 
the, the big defensive play, and, you know, we, we showed that tonight. One through nine, it doesn't matter. We got guys who can play, and, and the more guys like that you have, uh, it, it's it's dangerous recipe for success, and, and we have that. We, we vibe really well together, and uh, it's contagious. So credit to our guys for always showing up to the field each and every day ready to play, but like I said, one through nine throughout the order, just never know, uh, you know, who's going to show up and be the hero any given day. All right, so they're trying to wrap this thing on up. Well, Giancarlo Stanton, you made a last-ditch effort for the Yanks in this game. Made it close, but just not close enough. What do y'all have to do to prevent from getting bounced? We know what we need to do. It's going to be a, a tough battle, but um, we know there's no, there's no other option. So what we, we know what's in front of us, and that's all you can do. I mean, this, what's happened has happened, and, and we know we, we need to get some wins. With all that being said, there's still some questions surrounding the Yankees, and specifically looking at that captain's chair in Aaron Boone, something that Freddie Coleman believes he will have to answer to. If the Yankees lose this series, you can blame their manager Aaron Boone for what he did in Game 2. He didn't decide to go with a starting pitcher. Oh, no, 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 no. He tried to use a pitcher for an inning or two or three innings like the Tampa Bay Rays to try to combat whatever they were doing say it with me that was galactically dumb to the 25th power to do something like that especially when you beat the underwear off of them in game one and then you had a chance to ruin that momentum in game two which is exactly what he did you could have just said beat the draws off freddie that's fine but we will move on mark tashira celebrating the race just a guy that's easy to root for and he's figured out what makes his team click and then he pushes all the right buttons He's not going to go talk to his guys. He's going to let them play because they've been playing. They've been doing their thing all season long. And when you have that type of talent on your starting staff, when you have a deep lineup that can go back and forth, switch left and right, he's just a guy that that knows his team. He knows how to get them prepared for for a season or for a playoff series. And, uh, you know, he's the best in the big leagues right now, in my opinion. Mark Tashir joining Freddie and Fitzsimmons talking about the Rays manager, Kevin Cash. Sports Center all night with Trevor Scales and over in the NFL. They're just trying to get to week five. Adam Schefter is telling us that the Titans already got new tests in a positive sense popping up. The NFL, the NFLPA want consecutive days of negative tests before a team can open its facility. Now, the Titans got six straight days last week of positive tests. There were two days uninterrupted of negative tests and that's why there was hope up until today when Corey Davis the team's wide receiver was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list that's a setback that would mean if they're following the rules that they could not open their facility till Saturday and that would put the game against Buffalo in jeopardy clearly and the league is going over now again Maybe they haven't had the frequency of the number of positive tests later in the week, and maybe the league feels like it could find a way to play. But you have to figure with all these players testing positive in Tennessee that that poses a grave risk and danger to playing that game Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. But the Pats seem to be going through it, too. Three players now since last weekend when Cam Newton first tested positive and then a practice squad player, Bill Murray, tested positive. And today the news came that Stephon Gilmore, the reigning defensive player of the year, tested positive. Here's the issue is these people have been in close proximity to one another. Stephon Gilmore played in that game on Monday night, flew to Kansas City with the team, flew back with the team, was in the locker room with the team, and just like Cam Newton, no positive test turned up when he'd been in the huddle with practice that week until this 
upcoming week, and we don't know if they're connected. Now you wonder, was Stephon Gilmore around anybody on the flight? Was he around anybody in the locker room? Did anybody catch the virus? It takes a few days sometimes, the incubation period, before it turns up. But now you have to be on the lookout in the coming days to see if there are any more Patriots that test positive. And if there are more Patriots that test positive, then clearly the game against Denver would be in even more jeopardy than it is right now. None of this is surprising to the league, according to Shefty. It's something that they're going to sort of power through, which feels like the only option that they have at this point now that they've sort of gone into it with this gusto. Granny, right here on ESPN Radio, noon to 2 Eastern, believes that, yes, you can get things started, but the most important thing is to finish the season. There are so many more things that would go into having a football season in a bubble than go into having the basketball postseason in a bubble. I totally get it. And that's why I'm saying Goodell has all of that information in front of him. I don't have it. I don't know it. I'm just saying the personal sacrifice you'd be asking on behalf of the players and anyone else involved, to me, would not be a, a reason that you can't do it. Lots of people have sacrificed a lot more than that in the interest of making a living. So that would not strike me as the reason you can't do it. There may be logistical reasons you can't do it. There may be financial reasons you can't do it. There probably are. Because I think if there weren't, they'd do it. So can the NFL get to the finish line? Honestly, how do I know? I'm rooting for it like crazy. And I will say to you now, as I said to you during the pandemic, all through this, it costs the same to be optimistic as it does to be pessimistic. So I'm going to be optimistic. But I will not be unrealistic. I won't, lie. I won't sit up here and lie to you. I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried. I'm worried about their ability to get through this. While the league as a whole handles that, there's still some headlines within the usual context of team happenings that have raised some eyebrows, to say the least. Dwayne Haskins, once thought to be the future of the Washington football team at the quarterback position, is being benched after a 1-3 start to the season. And it's not just a one-notch demotion. Yes, Kyle Allen will get the start going forward, but now Alex Smith is holding down the two-spot. How did we get here? Schefter attributes it to the lack of relationship incoming to this whole deal that Ron Rivera had with Dwayne Haskins. Couple that with the prior existing relationship that he has with Kyle Allen from down in Carolina, and it makes a little bit of sense in that regard. But the timing of it feels a little premature, does it not? Michael Wilbon has thoughts. When you're a rookie, you're supposed to stink, okay? A guy named Peyton Manning went 3-13. and 13. Is he in the Hall of Fame or about to be? A guy named Troy Aikman, who I know was in the Hall of Fame, was 0-11 as a rookie. Haskins is essentially a rookie, essentially. He hasn't played 16 full yet from last season to this season. It just seems so rushed and so hastily done to bench this kid already. Why? Because you got a guy you couldn't win with somewhere else who's comfortable with your system? It is so... I love Ron Rivera. I am predisposed to root for Ron Rivera because he was part of my favorite team of my life, the 85 Bears. But this to me right. seems like what? It rang the bell, Mike. You good. They hear you. I hear you. So clearly they got a lot to figure out at the Washington QB position. Texans have at least that part figured out with Deshaun Watson. And they just figured out their GM position after the Bill O'Brien ousting this week. Texas owner... Cal McNair said Wednesday that the team won't hire a new GM or coach until after the season, adding that executive vice president of football operations, Jack Easterby, will handle GM duties for the rest of the season. But the messiness that went down prior to and immediately after 
Sources confirmed to ESPN that a verbal blow-up at practice occurred two weeks ago, with one source telling ESPN's Diana Rossini that the incident was when former coach Bill O'Brien lost the team. J.J. Watt, you about to answer for that? I'm not going to talk about what happened in practice or what conversations were had or whatever it may be. The situation is what the situation is, and we uh, right now have a, uh, a fresh start, and we had a good practice today, and we're looking forward to Jacksonville. Fair enough. We live in the moment and also look forward. Deshaun Watson at least reportedly gave a little farewell text to Bill O'Brien, but that is the end of that. We will continue Sports Center all night with the very best plays of the day. That's next. Coming up Thursday on the Max Kellerman Show, Super Bowl rematch between Tom Brady and Nick Foles, but this time between the Bucks and the Bears. The Max Kellerman Show on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. More Sports Center all night next. Whether it's betting on the big game, catching up on bills, or saving up for the holidays, we could all use a little extra cash this time of year. Hey, how does a thousand dollars sound? It's the ESPN Dayton hashtag. We want to get paid. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? ESPN Plus exists because you do. With Bundesliga, Serie A, UFC Fight Nights, and the entire Thirty for Thirty library, ESPN Plus lets you get more into whatever you're into. So if tennis is your cup of tea, or fantasy is your priority. This is your stream, ESPN Plus. Your sports, our originals, now streaming. This weekend on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to Heinz Field in a Pennsylvania showdown. Coverage begins Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. This Saturday, the UFC returns with a clash of top-tier Bantamweights. Two dynamic knockout artists. Number one ranked Marlon Marais looks to smash his way back into championship contention by stopping the ultra-aggressive Corey Sandhagen, seeking his fifth career knockout. Vlogs, a full card of hard-hitting action. Don't miss UFC Fight Night, live only on ESPN+. Plus. Hey, it's the gods. Join us Thursday. We'll have our BCS rankings. Plus, we'll get you ready for Thursday night football. Hopefully. That's Thursday on the Dan Levitard Show with me, the gods, on ESPN Radio. Is not disabled, he's a differently able. The fact that he was going to be on the same track as able bodied athlete. The Paralympian known as the Blade Runner has been arrested for killing his girlfriend. It wasn't uh, who done it, it was why done it. This is the OJ Simpson of South Africa. He kept saying, I didn't mean to do it. Why would a man kill a woman that he loves? The Life and Trials of Oscar Pistorius, now streaming exclusively on ESPN. This Saturday on College Football on ESPN Radio, Nick Saban leads a second-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide to Oxford, Mississippi to face Ole Miss and his former offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. We're locked on. Had a great run. I think we'd won 24, 26 straight games. Only two regular season losses were to Ole Miss. Second-ranked Alabama at Ole Miss. Saturday at 5.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper.
Miss a Sports Center all night on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. It most certainly is. Trevor Scales holding you down, too. We had four postseason MLB tilts on Wednesday. Five top plays from them. We could have gone 10 deep, but we cut it down. Five. Tampa Bay's Kevin Kiermeyer has just four home runs on this entire season. Today's against the Yanks was super timely. Torres trying to keep the runner Wendell close at second and a swing and a fly ball to deep right off the bat of Kiermeyer. Judge back, it's gone. Kevin Kiermeyer with a three-run homer. We told you about his career numbers off Tanaka. They just got a little bit better. And the Rays go out in front four to one. Number four. Giancarlo Stanton. I'm petitioning to get the nickname Gone Carlo certified, especially after this one. The 2-0, and Stanton sends a fly ball to center field. It's deep. Kiermeyer's back, and it's gone. Two-run homer for Stanton. He's homered for the fifth consecutive game. And it's now 8-4. to four. Number three. Tim Kirchin said that the run Randy Arozarena is on is unheard of. His third homer in three games. Here's Randy Arozarena swinging at the first pitch of the inning, and it's gone. His third home run in as many games. You can't get this guy out right now. Three for three tonight, and it is five to one Tampa Bay. Number two. Chad Pender, one swing of the bat in game three against Houston, literally kept the A's season alive. He'll swing at the first pitch at a high fly that's deep to right. Backing up Tucker, backing up, leaping, and he can't get it. It's gone. It's into the right field seats. Chad Pender, his third hit of the day, another A's home run. It has tied the game at seventh. And the number one play of the day. And lastly, the series between the Dodgers and Padres has been a whole lot of offense, but it's defense coming in from Cody Bellinger at the top spot. Rotter roll fire. Swing and a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps. And he made the grab. What a catch. Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. action heard right here on ESPN Radio. It most certainly is. And I will shout out Cam, Chris, holding the boy down throughout Sports Center all night. Grooving as well, I might add. All of those cuts came from your MLB postseason coverage right here on ESPN. ESPN Radio will bring you that. The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We switch things over to the NBA. We got Game 5 coming up on Friday for the Lakers and Heat. A potential closeout game for LeBron James and the Lake Show. Now, there's a question there surrounding who exactly is the MVP. If we're to assume that he's staring down the barrel at championship number four, ten totals final ten total finals appearances, all the accolades in the world is averaging 28, 11, and 8 in this series alone. But is he the MVP? A lot of folks question it. But Brian Windhorst does not. 
LeBron is going to win the MVP of this series. He's going to win it for a bunch of different reasons, but I'm going to give you one that is going to make it even more so. Well, LeBron called out the people who didn't vote for him on the regular season MVP, and the people who will be voting most likely will be in the room with him when he's holding that trophy, and he will stare into their faces at the end if anybody didn't vote for him, and those votes are made public instantly. No one's going to want to face him when he's had the kind of bubble performance that he has had. He is the worthy MVP. He gets one more victory. He's going to be the first player ever to win three MVPs with three different teams. And that's fair. But Om Yamasuk would like to think there's just a little bit more nuance to the discussion. I wish there was a chance that there could be co-MVPs because I really do believe both deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to vote for LeBron James because he's nearly averaging a damn triple-double, okay? <laughs> I mean, it seems like he almost has a triple-double every night. Have you watched the way he's rebounding the ball? Like, he is skying for these rebounds, and then he's starting these fast breaks, or he's throwing it down court, and, he's, and he knows the moments to bully ball and all that stuff. But Anthony Davis's impact, to me, is very clear. Inside the paint, he should have been the defensive player of the year, and in the six minutes that he did not play in game four, the Heat outscored the Lakers like 22-11. to 11. So that shows you what he means on both sides. So I... It's really hard for me. I think both of them deserve it. At the end of the day, I do think LeBron James will get the finals MVP because it's hard not to give it to a guy who's damn near averaging a triple-double. Omi Amasuk joined Freddie and Fitzsimmons. You can catch them right here on ESPN Radio as well. We got Thursday Night Football. The beginning of Week 5. Just making sure that we gotta make navigate through this COVID nineteen pandemic as well, hoping that the NFL can figure out safety protocols and whatever. If they need the feds watching, courtesy of some video surveillance, then so be it. They're just hoping to make sure they get to this game. That game being between the Bucks and the Bears. Tom Brady without OJ Howard for this one, and they'll miss him. You know, it's a tough injury, and it's a tough to lose a guy like that who everyone loves being around because he's a great teammate, and he does everything that everyone asks him to do. And he's a very talented player, and he's got a great attitude. You know, he brings his best every day, and he's dependable, consistent. You know, to lose a guy like that is is a big blow for all of us. So I know he'll overcome this. Uh, It's just the kind of person he is. So TB12 and Bruce Arians are kind of working on their chemistry, but evidently Matt Nagy... And Nick Foles kind of got theirs ironed out already. Nick and myself, first time calling a game together and just kind of going through that. And then his first time as a quarterback in this offense with different players. And I guess a pretty good defense. So it's probably a good balance of understanding that could we have played a lot better on Sunday without a doubt. We, we know that. Is this going to take a little bit of time? Yes, it is. It, it's going to take some time. And so that's where us as coaches and as players, as long as we understand that, but also know that there's a, an ability to, to know that there, we need to get on this as soon as we can, whatever that is, we need to do that, and we know that the time is now. The feeling is mutual, according to Nick Foles. I mean, obviously, Tom's a tremendous player and had a lot of success in this league, one of the greatest of all time um, at the quarterback position. And, uh, you know, we've played against each other uh, really just one time and then a little preseason. Obviously, a great competitor and look forward to playing him on Thursday. Bruce is not necessarily concerned with the offense. It's more so the defense. Great players. I mean, all the way across the board, extremely well coached, and they don't make mistakes. They're hard to block, so it should be a heck of a challenge for us, especially on a short week. 
We will see exactly what those Buccaneers can do. As I mentioned off the top, they'll be without O.J. Howard for this one. They'll have to figure out a way to get that offense going. They've rattled off three straight wins to this point. A lot of the questions surrounding Tom Brady entering the season were about his arm strength. Could he make the throws? He's had an unfortunate streak going in the amount of pick sixes that he's thrown in his last six or so outings. They haven't been great. But towards the end of his tilt last week against the Los Angeles Chargers, we found that arm strength once again. The man was able to fire it downfield, get in contact with Mike Evans. Hopefully that offense continues to roll and they figure out something to spin forward into a very tough defensive matchup against the Bears. Coming up on SportsCenter All Night, MLB postseason action and more. Stream your favorite sports, stories, and series with ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. Get all three for just $12.99 a month. Don't miss a minute of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Now playing ESPN Radio. Check them out this morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. Top headlines are next on SportsCenter All Night. More SportsCenter All Night next. While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home. Even if you have zero computer experience, instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. It's time for Straight Talk, just like football. You want the best coverage with your wireless network without your wallet taking a hit? Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same nationwide coverage as the big carriers, America's best networks, for up to 50% less. Just 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data than 2G with an unlimited plan. No contract, no mystery fees. Don't get sidelined by weak protection. Get Straight Talk Wireless. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. Philadelphia Eagles to Hinesville in a Pennsylvania showdown. He may go all the way. Foot race down the near sideline. The Steelers and Eagles, Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. I'm Bill Gates, and this week on the Fantasy Focus Football Podcast, we recap all the Week 4 action and get you ready for Week 5. Find that and so much more wherever you get your podcast. Pablo Torre here, host of the ESPN Daily Podcast. When you want to go beyond your feet, when you want to get inside the score, when you want to get behind the highlight, there's ESPN Daily. Go deeper into the stories of the moment. Get the exclusive access and insider perspective that only ESPN can give you. ESPN Daily, hosted by me, Pablo Torre. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, it's Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Down to James, inside to Davis. Wow, and he slams it home. The Lakers respond to a Game 3 loss by rolling once again over the Heat. Triggers a 3 and connects. Now Miami enters must-win territory. Can they survive to see another day? Or will the Lakers be crowned NBA champions for the 17th time? Game 5 of the Lakers and Heat. Tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. From Big Blue Nation. 
himself. Touchdown, Terry Wilson does it again. SEC Saturday night, Mississippi State versus Kentucky. Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and streaming live on the ESPN app. We need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save someone you love. Because of all the donations, mine is one of the lives that's been saved. Donating would help get better treatment so more kids can survive. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. To donate, go to v.org slash donate. postseason major league baseball tilts two out of each league and we begin in petco park with yankees rays game three between these two and the bats have been all the way live this series for both teams no surprise that it continued for tampa on wednesday night torres trying to keep the runner wendell close at second and a swing and a fly ball to deep right off the bat of kiermeyer judge back it's gone kevin kiermeyer with a three-run homer. We told you about his career numbers off Tanaka. They just got a little bit better. And the Rays go out in front 4-1. to one. He enjoys playing Masahiro Tanaka. That was in the top of the fourth. And by the top six, Michael Perez attacked on a little insurance. Here's the 0-2. And he sends a fly ball to left center field. He's hit it pretty well. Gardner going back. And it's gone. Perez, after failing to get a bunt down on an 0-2 pitch, goes to the opposite field and hits a home run to make it 7-2 Rays. It was such a weird at-bat, but one can never truly count out the Yankees, especially when Giancarlo Stanton has a streak to keep alive. The 2-0, and Stanton sends a fly ball to center field. It's deep. Kiermeyer's back, and it's gone. Two-run homer for Stanton. He's homered for the fifth consecutive game, and it's now 8-4. to four. About those five straight games he's gone yard in, only three other players in the Major League Baseball history have pulled off that feat. But on a micro level, that was the end of the rally for the pinstripes. A 2-1 and a swing and a ground ball to third. Up with it is Wendell, and across the diamond to get him, and the Rays will win it. They break out the home run ball again tonight with Kiermaier and Arena and Perez all hitting homers. Morton out pitches Tanaka 
and the Rays now lead the best of five, two games to one. Randy Orozarena, very much a part of the offense, not necessarily mentioned in the highlight there for the Rays. Three for four on the night, homered for his third straight game, and Tim Kirchin told SVP that in all the baseball he done seen, the Cuban Rocket is different. This is a hot streak, and this is why October baseball is better than anything. Rosarena had four games here in the postseason with 11 hits. That ties a major league record. He is the only player in the history of one single postseason to have four straight games with at least five total bases. And going back to September, he had 17 hits in a 33-at-bat stretch against the best pitching I've ever seen. And he was kind of an afterthought in a trade from the Cardinals to the Rays in January. Jose Martinez was the big guy in that deal. He was traded to the Cubs. He went 0 for 21 with the Cubs and a Rosarina is hitting third for the Rays and now they're one game away from going to the league championship series. Amazing story. Less than 48 hours ago, the Yankees take the first when you get a grand slam of the night from Stan and they're on top of the world. And now with the pace of these games, they got less than 24 hours to digest where they are. If you try to put yourselves in the minds of the guys in that clubhouse, where would you guess they are, Tim? They have to be confused. After the first three games of this postseason, which were historic in the power that the Yankees showed, I thought, they're going to go to the World Series. And here it is two games later, and they're one game away from elimination in these playoffs, and they're going to start Jordan Montgomery, who's their fourth starter, who the last time he faced the Rays on September the 2nd, he didn't get out of the first inning and gave up four runs. This is an Absolutely stunning turnaround, and it all began with game two of this series when Davey Garcia came out after one inning and Jay Happ went in the game. I'm still confused what the Yankees were doing there, and I think some of their players are also. They'll run things back tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio. Tampa's got a chance to close things out, as Tim mentioned. Now, while New York and Tampa Bay go back and forth, the ALDS series between the Strohs and Oakland has looked a lot like H-Town's offense was just going to be overwhelming. They were up 2-0 in the series, and early in Game 3, it was more of the same. The A's came with the offense, too, though. Pick things up, top five. Marcus Simeon, go yard party. 3-2. Swing, high fly ball. That one's deep to dead center. Back it goes. Kiss it goodbye. Marcus Simeon with a blast. Another home run for Oakland. They've hit four solo shots today, and they lead it 4-2. Essentially, it was a whole lot of tit for tat until the Strohs created a little space. The pitch. A swing and a ground ball. That is a base hit in center field. Bregman in to score. Throw comes into third base. Another run up there as Bregman crosses home plate. RBI single by Tucker. Now 7-4 to four Houston. Said space was erased in the seventh by a three-run moonshot from Chad Pender. Locked things up at seven apiece. Couple of sack flies in the eighth got us to a 9-7 lead for Oakland in the eighth. Josh Reddick, the last hope for Houston. Now the 3-2 pitch coming. Swing and a miss, 98 miles an hour. Reddick slams the bat, breaks it, and then snaps it over his knee in frustration. What a moment that was. Leaving runners at second and third. He mad, and understandably so. The rally from the A's makes the series 2-1 in favor of Houston, but here's Chad Pender, the man that essentially gave the A's life on the moment that he did it. I didn't know off the bat. You know, I knew I 
hit a good enough for a sack fly, and it just kept going. You know, right before that inning, uh, Ramon got everybody up and got everybody fired up, just saying this wasn't it. You know, we kind of talked yesterday about how the momentum, you know, when we score, it seemed like they scored back and, and, and punched us back, and we hadn't been able to respond, and Ramon kind of nipped that in the butt. And... Uh, he had an incredible at bat by Simi, and then another great at bat by Tommy, and um, you know put us in that position. Just it was it was awesome. But dog, Houston, you were looking at a sweep, cruising. Haters and name callers, be damned! Y'all were out here to prove that y'all don't need the cheating. What happened, Alex Bregman? Pretty simple assessment. I think every time we take the field, we want to go out there and play well and win. We didn't do that today. Uh, brand new day tomorrow. It, we'll show up ready to go tomorrow. And I thought we'd put some good at-bats together today. Look really good offensively. So um, sometimes sometimes you don't win. Game four coming to you later today right here on ESPN Radio. So Major League Baseball in the process of crowning their champion. NBA on the cusp of crowning theirs. NHL already done crowned their champion. NFL, well, let's just figure out what we're going to do past the first quarter of the regular season. We woke up to the league's headlines in shambles Wednesday in large part to the continuing COVID-19 pandemic. Amongst those listed in the headlines, the Titans, who had been doing so well. Well, that went left, as Dan Graziano explains. Two new positive tests among players this morning with the Tennessee Titans. That comes after two straight days without positives, which had increased the hope that they could reopen their facility. Remember, they have not been in their facility since last Monday due to the outbreak there. So their game against Buffalo this weekend is in serious jeopardy, and that might not be able to be rescheduled. They've already used their bye week to reschedule the Steelers-Titans game from last week. Buffalo plays on Thursday in week six, so they're not going to move that game back from Sunday to Monday and have Buffalo only two days between games. Mm -hmm. So that game could be Canceled. It could be forfeited by the Tennessee Titans if they find that the Titans are responsible for the outbreak. So we're watching that obviously very closely. A lot of uncertainty around that game. Forfeit, you say? Well, just how likely are we close to that going down? If there is an egregious act, if they find wrongdoing, that they could order a team to forfeit a game. I don't think that's happening here. I don't think you're going to see the Titans forfeit a game in the near future. And I don't think that's something the NFL wants to use. It's easy to throw that out there as a threat. I think it's another thing to actually follow through. And there would have to be egregious behavior to have something like that occur. It's certainly, I don't believe, going to happen right now. But it's something that the NFL holds in its pocket in the event it finds a team that is brazen in the way it treats this virus. Got it. But the point still remains that these outbreaks continue to wreak havoc on the schedule and all of NFL's schedule as a whole. So that's Nashville, but about a thousand miles due northeast, the Pats are dealing with what may become a situation like Tennessee's. More shifty. Three players now since last weekend when Cam Newton first tested positive and then a practice squad player, Bill Murray, tested positive. And today the news came that Stephon Gilmore, the reigning defensive player of the year, tested positive. Here's the issue is these people have been in close proximity to one another. Stephon Gilmore played in that game on Monday night, flew to Kansas City with the team, flew back with the team, was in the locker room with the team, and just like Cam Newton, no positive test turned up when he'd been in the huddle with practice that week until this 
upcoming week and we don't know that they're connected. Now you wonder, was Stephon Gilmore around anybody on the flight? Was he around anybody in the locker room? Did anybody catch the virus? It takes a few days sometimes, the incubation period, before it turns up. But now you have to be on the lookout in the coming days to see if there are any more Patriots that test positive. And if there are more Patriots that test positive, then clearly the game against Denver would be in even more jeopardy than it is right now. But to go back to that Monday night game, Stefan was seeing dapping up Patrick Mahomes post-game. So the immediate thought, as Schefter mentioned, is could Mahomes have potentially been exposed to the novel coronavirus? The answer is yes, but there's still an incubation period. Regardless of all that, what does Patrick Mahomes he think about when he hears about Stephon Gilmore's positive test results? I think you just have to uh, trust in the, the process and the protocols that are set in place. I mean, obviously, uh, knowing that I, I I went up to him after the game and just gave him the high five like I would, I, I've done my whole career and not thinking about it. It was, I mean, a little bit of a mental lapse, uh, just trying to be, show sportsmanship and stuff like that. But uh uh, I mean, I feel like the, the protocols in place are good, and I just have to trust in that, wear my mask, uh, do whatever Rick and them say, and then, then uh, just trust in we don't all know what, what's happening in this world this time, but just accept the challenge every single day of being uh, in the best place I can be to be available for the team. Elsewhere in the AFC West, the Raiders, who were just surrounded by copious amounts of controversy after a few players were seen maskless, had their first positive test turn up as well. League sources told our Diana Rossini that D-tackle Maurice Hurst tested positive for COVID-19. So plenty going on there in the NFL. We'll be sure to keep you updated on everything that goes on right here on ESPN Radio. But coming up on SportsCenter all night, NL Playoff Baseball. Also more NFL. Drama out of D.C., the hot mess that is Houston, and Hurricane Delta potentially doing damage to the schedule. That's next. Coming up on Thursday, two days off before Game 5 of the NBA Finals. So what would a win really mean for LeBron's legacy? <laughs> we'll discuss that Thursday. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, 6 Eastern, ESPN Radio, ESPN News. Hi, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. We can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows. So when you call 8338-ROCKET or visit us at rocketmortgage.com to start your refinance, you'll be well on your way to saving money every month. The rate today on our 30-year fixed rate mortgage is 3.375%, APR 3.59%. Right now could be a great time for you to take some positive financial steps forward with a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, which could give you the boost that you're looking for. In addition, we may be able to help you refinance with little or no out-of-pocket costs. At Rocket Mortgage, we're committed to every client, every time, no exceptions, no excuses, giving you the best mortgage experience. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Rates subject to change. Pay 1.875% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states and MLS number 3030. Five Heat Lakers tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Rise together. This weekend on Football Sunday on ESPN Radio, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to Heinz Field in a Pennsylvania showdown. Coverage begins Sunday at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. ESPN and Top Rank Boxing present Vasily Lomachenko, number one pound for pound in the world, Teofimo Lopez. When it comes to boxing, I'm the best at what I do. For the undisputed lightweight title. Four belts, only one champion. Lomachenko, Lopez, Saturday, October 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Round 
I'm Pablo Torre, host of the podcast ESPN Daily. Every weekday morning, I will bring you the best sports story you'll hear all day. Today on ESPN Daily, MLB's divisional playoffs are in full swing, so Jeff Passan brings us his postseason insights from inside the bubble in Arlington, Texas. Then Mauricio Pedrosa joins the show to explore the rising prominence of Latino players in baseball. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. So let's move into the National League's postseason action. Dodgers, Padres, Los Angeles took game one. And something about that heat wave sweeping over Southern California must have had the ball jumping off the bat. At least for LA. Cody Bellinger hit a solo shot, bottom fourth, to make things 4 1 Doyers. There are nothing but big flies, essentially, when you look at this box score. San Diego's Eric Hosmer certainly contributed to that cause. He's ahead of Hosmer, one and two. Nobody on, nobody out. Here comes. Swing and a high fly ball hit in the air, right field. Betts going back at the track near the wall, and it's into the bullpen and gone. Back-to-back homers, Eric Hosmer. He'll touch them all. And the Padres are within a run. It's 4-3. Just when you thought we'd have a Fernando Tatis Jr. postseason moment, the aforementioned Bellinger stole it from us. Brought a roll, fires. Swing and a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps! And he made the grab. What a catch! Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play! Dodgers were able to settle in with some small ball. Finally moved a line enough to get to a 6-3 lead. But by the time we got to the ninth, Joe Kelly found himself in quite the bind. Bases loaded up, bottom of the ninth, my heart weight, through the roof, and I was watching this game on mute. The kick, the one-two, swing and a ground ball right side, right at Hernandez. Gobbles it up, throws to first, and that's the ball game. And the Dodgers hang on by their fingernails and win game two. 6-5 the final as Kelly bails out Jansen. And the Dodgers win it, and they're up in this series two games to none. So it took quite a bit, but L.A. picks up the game to win. Bellinger, the man who got it done in every aspect of the game, joins SportsCenter for Stan Verrett. It felt like a 30-minute half inning, but at the end of the day, Joe Kelly did a phenomenal job coming in and doing what he does, and he closed it out. And that was a great victory for the team. All right, let's talk about the home run off Davies. What did you see there? The first pitch changeup. Just saw it out the hand. Started low. I knew I had to stay through it as much as I could. Just try to hit that ball to center field, and uh, I knew I clicked it well. This field's big, so I haven't even hit one out in center field, I don't think, in BP. So knew I hit it well, just ran as fast as I could, and it was over the fence. And I think you've given us the biggest viral moment of the postseason so far with that catch to Rob Tatis. Look at you going, ball, wall, ball, wall. What, what was that like? 
Uh, I knew he hit it well, and uh, I actually made the wrong step, so I had to turn around, find it again, kind of lost it for a second, and then uh, I knew it was going to be a homer. I knew it wasn't staying in the park. I knew it was going to be a homer off that kind of like the black windows up there. Didn't know how well he hit it, but I knew he hit it well. And once I got to the fence, found the wall, I just tried to time the jump, and just good timing right there. In, in a situation like this, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have a home run, or would you rather have a catch like that? I think I'd rather have a catch like that. Don't have one. I got one, I think, in my career. Uh, robbing a homer, and uh, that was the first one I had the postseason. That one feels pretty good, so I'm going to have to take the catch. All right, so you're up two games, and they say that elimination game is always the hardest one to get. What's the approach tomorrow? Man, stay within ourselves. Uh, this series is not over. They're a great team, and no matter at the lead, this game, as we know, they, they can come back no matter what. they got a lot of talented guys, so got to come out, play our game. We know that this isn't over, and got to continue to fight. It's going to be a fun, you know, series to go down the wire. When Stan mentioned tomorrow, that's actually today. Just to clarify things, you can get all your coverage right here on ESPN Radio. Sports are all night. Trevor Scales with you. And now, whether man or manufactured by Atlanta or not, there was still a little tension headed into game two between the Marlins and Braves. But that energy Ronald Acuna Jr. brought to the plate early in the last outing wasn't there. He struck out in all four of his plate appearances. Teammates had his back, though. This ball driven deep to left field. Going back and looking up is Dickerson. And that one is gone. Dansby Swanson, for the second day in a row, has left the yard. And his home run gives the Braves the first run of the game. It's one nothing. That was in the bottom of the second. A little more backup came in the fourth. Darneau has two home runs against Lopez. And this one is also hit. And it's gone. Make it three home runs off Pablo Lopez for Travis Darno, And he backs up yesterday's great offensive night with another one today. 2 nothing Braves. Those would be the only two runs scored in this entire game. Atlanta wins to zip. But mainly because Ian Anderson, who got the start for him, was dealing. Eight strikeouts in five and two-thirds innings. Puts him at 13 strikeouts on this postseason. These being his first two playoff starts. Those 17 fans tie in for the most K's in a player's first two playoff appearances in Braves history. All that sounds fun, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone in there is, is having such a good time, you know, even given the circumstances. Um, you know, obviously we wish there could be fans out there, but um, we're, we're, we're making the most of it and, and having a good time with it. But it's on to the next for both of these teams. Game three later today from Houston. Coverage right here on ESPN Radio. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. While the action on the diamond just seems to re-up on the daily, the NBA Finals won't resume for Game 5 until Friday. Bron said he ain't been sleeping much these days, but what, pray thee, are the Lakers doing in the meantime, in between time? Dave McMiniman might have the answer. The Lakers had an off day Wednesday following their win over Miami to go up 3-1 in the finals, and it came at an opportune time. It was day number 91 in the bubble for the team, and everyone could use a little break. LeBron James tweeted that he was still up at 6.30 a.m. after Tuesday night's game, but could be seen riding his bicycle around campus by late afternoon. But it wasn't a throwaway day completely, with a chance to close out the series and win the championship looming on Friday. The team had a film session that one team source described as, quote, intense, adding that LeBron and Rajon Rondo in particular were, quote, locked in and engaged. LeBron is 3-0 all-time in the finals with a chance to clinch. No player in league history has ever gone 4-0 in that scenario. He'll try to be the first on Friday. But it's not like the Heat are going to lay down. They've got injuries, but hopefully one comes back and continues to come back and bam out of bio. Malika Andrews has some information on the other injury, and it's not so great. 
Goran Dragic is listed as doubtful as of Wednesday night's injury report for Game 5. Now, that's the same status he was listed as prior to Game 4. And for that game, he went out on the court. He attempted to warm up a little bit, but he looked to be in some pain. He was wincing as he was shooting. He wasn't able to move laterally all that well. And then he walked over to the bench and had what looked like an emotional conversation with trainer Brandon Gilliam because, remember, this is a guy who wants to play. But he's also said he does not want to be a, quote, liability to his teammates. And there are some within the Miami Heat organization that worry that even if he does play, he won't be anywhere near where he was at before he got injured. So where does that lead the 305? Are they going to find a way to battle back? Scotty Pippen thinks that they could do so, courtesy of the confidence that Jimmy Butler has. Stephen A. Smith, not a shot in heck. Jay Williams, there's a little bit of in-between wiggle room there that he's trying to find out if Miami can at least make this a little bit more than a gentleman's sweep. Regardless, LeBron, 10 finals appearances, all the accolades in the world. But is he the MVP? That question can be answered come game five Friday on ESPN Radio. More Sports Center all night coming up next. On Thursday, we have all the baseball postseason action for you. Looking ahead to game five of the NBA Finals and Tampa Tom on Thursday night football. See you then for Greeny starting noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN News. Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise, and save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. None available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. DriveWise is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? If you're thinking about replacing your headlights, be sure to do it in pairs. That way, you won't have uneven lighting over time. Right now, you can get a $10 AutoZone gift card by mail or email when you buy a Sylvania Silver Star Ultra Twin Pack or two single packs. And with our next day delivery and free same-day store pickup, you can get it all fast. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Catching up on bills or saving up for the holidays. We could all use a little extra cash this time of year. Hey, how does a thousand dollars sound? It's the ESPN Dayton hashtag we want to get to Kentucky Saturday at 7:30 p.m. Eastern on the SEC Network and streaming live on the ESPN app. This Saturday on College Football on ESPN Radio. Nick Saban leads a second-ranked Alabama Crimson Tide to Oxford, Mississippi to face Ole Miss and his former offensive coordinator, Lane Kiffin. We're locked on. Had a great run. I think we'd won 24, 26 straight games. Only two regular season losses were to Ole Miss. Second-ranked Alabama at Ole Miss. Saturday at 5.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. Center all night 
Spin Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Good Lord. That Padres Dodgers tilt got tense. This studio wound up being a glass case of emotion for your boy. There was plenty of action from one man, and it was Cody Bellinger. Bellinger swings here and drives one center field. This one's got a chance. Back there. Gone! Bellinger went down and got it and powered it out to center field. And Cody with his first home run of this postseason. The Dodgers had a run, and it is 4-1. That was in the fourth frame. Then in the seventh. Brought a roll, fires. Swing and a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps. And he made the grab. What a catch. Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play. An incredible night for Bellinger. Goes yard. Causes a, commits a robbery at the wall. Saves the game essentially for the Dodgers. Joe Kelly got in for the actual save, a bases-loaded situation in which he had to get one more out and got it. Overall, though, Mark Teixeira, thoughts on the game. I think Cody Bellinger gets a little too much credit maybe last year for carrying the team. I mean, that was a great team last year. But now they're like, oh, you know, he's hit six. He's not playing that well. They played 60 games in the regular season. This is the NLDS. Let this guy play and show us what he can do. He did it tonight. He did it with the glove. He did it with the home run. Over a long postseason, this is what the Dodgers are hoping for. His talent's going to shine through, and he's going to have a big postseason. Bellinger's performance could not have come at a better time. Sports are all night with Trevor Scales. And, yep, the Yankees are staring at elimination at the hands of Tampa Bay. They lose 8-4 yesterday at the hands of a high-powered offense. Got beat at their own game. It all started with Kevin Kiermaier. Torres trying to keep the runner Wendell close at second. And a swing and a fly ball to deep right off the bat of Kiermaier. Judge back. It's gone. Kevin Kiermaier with a three-run homer. We told you about his career numbers off Tanaka. They just got a little bit better. And the Rays go out in front, 4-1. to one. And then in the fifth, Randy Arozarena blew the doors off of this one. Here's Randy Arozarena swinging at the first pitch of the inning, and it's gone. His third home run in as many games. You can't get this guy out right now. Three for three tonight, and it is five to one Tampa Bay. Michael Perez would pour it on in the very next frame. They would go up seven two there. It caught Dan Schulman, understandably so. Tampa's hit seven home runs in their last two playoff games. Time for most in any two game span in postseason history for the franchise. And it's everybody up and down the lineup making plays. Something Kevin Kiermeyer spoke to. This is raised baseball at its finest. You know, we, we sit here and we talk about, um, you know, never depending on one person each and every night. You never know who's going to be the hero, who's going to step up with the, you know, the big strikeout, the big hit, 
the, the big defensive play, and, you know, we, we showed that tonight. One through nine, it doesn't matter. We got guys who can play, and, and the more guys like that you have, uh, it, it's it's dangerous recipe for success, and, and we have that. We, we vibe really well together, and uh, it's contagious. So credit to our guys for always showing up to the field each and every day ready to play, but like I said, one through nine throughout the order, just never know, uh, you know, who's going to show up and be the hero any given day. All right, so they're trying to wrap this thing on up. Well, Giancarlo Stanton, you made a last-ditch effort for the Yanks in this game. Made it close, but just not close enough. What do y'all have to do to prevent from getting bounced? We know what we need to do. It's going to be a, a tough battle, but um, we know there's no, there's no other option. So what we, we know what's in front of us, and that's all you can do. I mean, this, what's happened has happened, and, and we know we, we need to get some wins. With all that being said, there's still some questions surrounding the Yankees, and specifically looking at that captain's chair in Aaron Boone, something that Freddie Coleman believes he will have to answer to. If the Yankees lose this series, you can blame their manager, Aaron Boone, for what he did in Game 2. He didn't decide to go with a starting pitcher. Oh, no, 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 no. He tried to use a pitcher for an inning or two or three innings, like the Tampa Bay Rays, to try to combat whatever they were doing say it with me that was galactically dumb to the 25th power to do something like that especially when you beat the underwear off of them in game one and then you had a chance to ruin that momentum in game two which is exactly what he did you could have just said beat the draws off freddie that's fine but we will move on mark Tashira celebrating the race just a guy that's easy to root for and he's figured out what makes his team click and then he pushes all the right buttons He's not going to go talk to his guys. He's going to let them play because they've been playing. They've been doing their thing all season long. And when you have that type of talent on your starting staff, when you have a deep lineup that can go back and forth, switch left and right, he's just a guy that, that knows his team. He knows how to get them prepared for, for a season or for a playoff series. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the best in the big leagues right now, in my opinion. Mark Tashir joining Freddie and Fitzsimmons talking about the Rays manager, Kevin Cash. Sports Center all night with Trevor Scales and over in the NFL, they're just trying to get to week five. Adam Schefter is telling us that the Titans already got new tests in a positive sense popping up. The NFL, the NFLPA want consecutive days of negative tests before a team can open its facility. Now, the Titans got six straight days last week of positive tests. There were two days uninterrupted of negative tests and that's why there was hope up until today when Corey Davis the team's wide receiver was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list that's a setback that would mean if they're following the rules that they could not open their facility till Saturday and that would put the game against Buffalo in jeopardy clearly and the league is going over now again Maybe they haven't had the frequency of the number of positive tests later in the week, and maybe the league feels like it could find a way to play. But you have to figure with all these players testing positive in Tennessee that that poses a grave risk and danger to playing that game Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. But the Pats seem to be going through it, too. Three players now since last weekend when Cam Newton first tested positive and then a practice squad player, Bill Murray, tested positive. And today the news came that Stephon Gilmore, the reigning defensive player of the year, tested positive. Here's the issue is these people have been in close proximity to one another. Stephon Gilmore played in that game on Monday night, flew to Kansas City with the team, flew back 
with the team, was in the locker room with the team, and just like Cam Newton, no positive test turned up when he'd been in the huddle with practice that week until this upcoming week, and we don't know if they're connected. Now you wonder, was Stephon Gilmore around anybody on the flight? Was he around anybody in the locker room? Did anybody catch the virus? It takes a few days sometimes, the incubation period, before it turns up. But now you have to be on the lookout in the coming days to see if there are any more Patriots that test positive. And if there are more Patriots that test positive, then clearly the game against Denver would be in even more jeopardy than it is right now. None of this is surprising to the league, according to Shefty. It's something that they're going to sort of power through, which feels like the only option that they have at this point now that they've sort of gone into it with this gusto. Granny, right here on ESPN Radio, noon to 2 Eastern, believes that, yes, you can get things started, but the most important thing is to finish the season. There are so many more things that would go into having a football season in a bubble than go into having the basketball postseason in a bubble. I totally get it. And that's why I'm saying Goodell has all of that information in front of him. I don't have it. I don't know it. I'm just saying the personal sacrifice you'd be asking on behalf of the players and anyone else involved, to me, would not be a, a reason that you can't do it. Lots of people have sacrificed a lot more than that in the interest of making a living. So that would not strike me as the reason you can't do it. There may be logistical reasons you can't do it. There may be financial reasons you can't do it. There probably are. Because I think if there weren't, they'd do it. So can the NFL get to the finish line? Honestly, how do I know? I'm rooting for it like crazy. And I will say to you now, as I said to you during the pandemic, all through this, it costs the same to be optimistic as it does to be pessimistic. So I'm going to be optimistic, but I will not be unrealistic. I won't lie. I won't sit up here and lie to you. I would be lying if I said I wasn't worried. I'm worried about their ability to get through this. While the league as a whole handles that, there's still some headlines within the usual context of team happenings that have raised some eyebrows, to say the least. Dwayne Haskins, once thought to be the future of the Washington football team at the quarterback position, is being benched after a 1-3 start to the season. And it's not just a one-notch demotion. Yes, Kyle Allen will get the start going forward, but now Alex Smith is holding down the two-spot. How did we get here? Schefter attributes it to the lack of relationship incoming to this whole deal that Ron Rivera had with Dwayne Haskins. Couple that with the prior existing relationship that he has with Kyle Allen from down in Carolina, and it makes a little bit of sense in that regard. But the timing of it feels a little premature, does it not? Michael Wilbon has thoughts. When you're a rookie, you're supposed to stink, okay? A guy named Peyton Manning went 3-13. and 13. Is he in the Hall of Fame or about to be? A guy named Troy Aikman, who I know was in the Hall of Fame, was 0-11 as a rookie. Haskins is essentially a rookie, essentially. He hasn't played 16 full yet from last season to this season. It just seems so rushed and so hastily done to bench this kid already. Why? Because you got a guy you couldn't win with somewhere else who's comfortable with your system? It is so... I I love Ron Rivera. I am predisposed to root for Ron Rivera because he was part of my favorite team of my life, the 85 Bears. But this to me right. seems like what? It rang the bell, Mike. You good. They hear you. I hear you. So clearly they got a lot to figure out at the Washington QB position. Texans have at least that part figured out with Deshaun Watson. And they just figured out their GM position after the Bill O'Brien ousting this week. Texas owner... Cal McNair said Wednesday that the team won't hire a new GM or coach until after the season. 
adding that executive vice president of football operations, Jack Easterby, will handle GM duties for the rest of the season. But the messiness that went down prior to and immediately after, sources confirmed to ESPN that a verbal blow-up at practice occurred two weeks ago, with one source telling ESPN's Diana Rossini that the incident was when former coach Bill O'Brien lost the team. J.J. Watt, you about to answer for that? I'm not going to talk about what happened in practice or what conversations were had or whatever it may be. The situation is what the situation is. And we are right now have a, uh, a fresh start. And we had a good practice today, and we're looking forward to Jacksonville. Fair enough. We live in the moment and also look forward. Deshaun Watson at least reportedly gave a little farewell text to Bill O'Brien, but that is the end of that. We will continue Sports Center all night with the very best plays of the day. That's next. Coming up Thursday on the Max Kellerman Show, Super Bowl rematch between Tom Brady and Nick Foles, but this time between the Bucks and the Bears. The Max Kellerman Show on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. More Sports Center all night next. We on ESPN Plus. This Saturday. Second-ranked Alabama heads to Oxford, Mississippi to face Ole Miss in a showdown between Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin. Saturday at 5.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN. Presented by Dr. Pepper. ESPN and top-ranked boxing present Vasily Lomachenko. Number one pound-for-pound in the world, Teofimo Lopez. When it comes to boxing, I'm the best at what I do. For the undisputed lightweight title. Only one champion, Lomachenko, Lopez, Saturday, October 17th at 10 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. I'm gonna win cause I got you Today and Golden Junior. Today, I look at this situation with Tua and think this. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the only player over 30 on that team. I look and say, if you can get this from Ryan Fitzpatrick for the remainder of the year, get some job on-the-job learning for the younger players on that team, non-Tua version, him not seeing the field is the best version of this season for them. Janae and Golden Junior. Weekdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, your smart speaker, or wherever you stream your audio. Tomorrow, it's Game 5 of the NBA Finals. Down to James, inside to Davis. Wow, and he slams it home. The Lakers respond to a Game 3 loss by rolling once again over the Heat. Triggers a three and connects. Now Miami enters must-win territory. Can they survive to see another day? Or will the Lakers be crowned NBA champions for the 17th time? Game 5 of the Lakers and Heat. Tomorrow at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. Are the Chargers and the Saints ready to mix it up in the Big Easy? Is Drew Brees ready to show what the Saints can really do? Is Alvin Kamara ready to run wild in primetime? Is Joey Bosa ready to shut down the Saints offense? Are you ready for Monday night? Chargers, Saints, Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN.
two. We had four postseason MLB tilts on Wednesday. Five top plays from them. We could have gone 10 deep, but we cut it down. Tampa Bay's Kevin Kiermeyer has just four home runs on this entire season. Today's against the Yanks was super timely. Torres trying to keep the runner Wendell close at second. And a swing and a fly ball to deep right off the bat of Kiermeyer. Judge back, it's gone. Kevin Kiermeyer with a three-run homer. We told you about his career numbers off Tanaka. They just got a little bit better. And the Rays go out in front four to one. Number four. Giancarlo Stanton. I'm petitioning to get the nickname Gone Carlo certified, especially after this one. The 2-0, and Stanton sends a fly ball to center field. It's deep. Kiermeyer's back, and it's gone. Two-run homer for Stanton. He's homered for the fifth consecutive game. And it's now 8-4. Number three. Tim Kirkson said that the run Randy Arozarena is on is unheard of. His third homer in three games. Here's Randy Arozarena swinging at the first pitch of the inning, and it's gone. His third home run in as many games. You can't get this guy out right now. Three for three tonight, and it is five to one Tampa Bay. Number two. Chad Pender, one swing of the bat in game three against Houston, literally kept the A's season alive. He'll swing at the first pitch at a high fly that's deep to right. Backing up Tucker, backing up, leaping, and he can't get it. It's gone. It's into the right field seats. Chad Pinder, his third hit of the day, another A's home run. It has tied the game at seven. And the number one play of the day. And lastly, the series between the Dodgers and Padres has been a whole lot of offense, but it's defense coming in from Cody Bellinger at the top spot. Brought a roll fire. Swing at a ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger, back some more, back some more, leaps, and he made the grab. What a catch. Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play. Every last bit of this action heard right here on ESPN Radio. It most certainly is. And I will shout out Cam, Chris, holding the boy down throughout Sports Center all night. Grooving as well. I might add. All of those cuts came from your MLB postseason coverage right here on ESPN. ESPN Radio will bring you that. The Road to the World Series goes through ESPN Radio. Catch all the postseason action presented by AutoZone on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We switch things over to the NBA. We got Game 5 coming up on Friday for the Lakers and Heat. A potential closeout game for LeBron James and the Lake Show. Now, there's a question there surrounding who exactly is the MVP. If we're to assume that he's staring down the barrel at championship number four, ten totals final ten total finals appearances, all the accolades in the world is averaging 28, 11, and 8 in this series alone. But is he the MVP? A lot of folks question it. But Brian Windhorst does not. LeBron is going to win the MVP of this series. He's going to win it for a bunch of different reasons, but I'm going to give you one that is going to make it even more so. Well, LeBron called out the 
people who didn't vote for him on the regular season MVP. And the people who will be voting most likely will be in the room with him when he's holding that trophy. And he will stare into their faces at the end if anybody didn't vote for him. And those votes are made public instantly. No one's going to want to face him when he has had the kind of bubble performance that he has had. He is the worthy MVP. He gets one more victory. He's going to be the first player ever to win three MVPs with three different teams. And that's fair. But Om Yamasuk would like to think there's just a little bit more nuance to the discussion. I wish there was a chance that there could be co-MVPs because I really do believe both deserve it. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to vote for LeBron James because he's nearly averaging a damn triple-double, okay? <laughs> I mean, it seems like he almost has a triple-double every night. And if you watch the way he's rebounding the ball, like he is skying for these rebounds, and then he's starting these fast breaks or he's throwing it down court. And he's and he knows the moments to bully ball and all that stuff. But Anthony Davis's impact to me is very clear. Inside the paint, he should have been the defensive player of the year. And in the six minutes that he did not play in game four, the Heat outscored the Lakers like twenty two to eleven. So that shows you what he means on both sides. So I it's really hard for me. I think both of them deserve it. At the end of the day, I do think LeBron James will get the finals MVP because it's hard not to give it to a guy who's damn near averaging a triple-double. Coverage here Friday on ESPN Radio for Game 5 of the Finals. Also on ESPN Radio, maybe Mark J. Spears will share his thoughts on the potential MVP award. The senior NBA writer for the Undefeated will join Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin a little after 8 Eastern. Sure, KJZ will touch on Game 5 between the Lakers and Heat. Regardless of what happens in that, Jay Will doesn't think Miami can pull off the full-on down 3-1 comeback. They're going to come out, they're going to swing for a granny, but we're talking about two major horses that the Lakers have. And I, I, Jimmy Butler is spectacular. I called him Batman in the show, but Batman doesn't have superpowers, right? He can't do it every single night, mm-hmm. and he needs to be as gritty as possible, and I just... I don't see Miami having a chance to win this world championship. They can't win three games in a row. Okay. It's a lot. It's fair. Scotty Pippen believes that they could. He's at least confident that Jimmy Butler can do something. Based on how the games have went in this series, they've given them a, self, a shot in every game except for game one. So I, I, I follow Jimmy. I, I feel his confidence. And I think, again, as I said earlier, if Bam can have the type of game that can really be an impact to cause the Lakers' defense to have to scramble, to cause the Lakers to have to double-team him, it's going to make a difference in this series. You think those kids are making open shots now. I think when Bam have a breakout game, it's going to change the series, and that's what I'm, I'm waiting on. And hopefully this series don't pass him by. Sports Center all night. Trevor Scales here with you. We shift over to the NFL. Tom Brady and the Bucks have won three straight. An offensive explosion last week against the Chargers, but this week he's down O.J. Howard. And he knows. He going to feel that. You know, it's a tough injury, and it's a tough to lose a guy like that who everyone loves being around because he's a great teammate, and he does everything that everyone asks him to do. And he's a very talented player, and he's got a great attitude. You know, he brings his best every day, and he's dependable, consistent. You know, to lose a guy like that is is a big blow for all of us. So I know he'll overcome this. Uh, it's just the kind of person he is. The Bucks will take on the Bears in the Week 5 Thursday night, too, just as... The Bucks hit their groove seemingly. The Bears feel like they've hit theirs as well. In large part between the head coach Matt Nagy and Nick Foles. Nick and myself 
first time calling a game together and just kind of going through that. And then his first time as a quarterback in this offense with different players and against a pretty good defense. So it's probably a good balance of understanding that could we have played a lot better on Sunday? Without a doubt. We, we know that. Is this going to take a little bit of time? Yes, it is. It's going to take some time. And so that's where us as coaches and as players, as long as we understand that, but also know that there's a, an ability to, to know that there, we need to get on this as soon as we can, whatever that is, we need to do that, and we know that the time is now. 6.30 a.m., Jenna Lane, ESPN Bucks reporter, will join KJZ as well as Jeff Dickerson, the Bears reporter. Coming up on ESPN Radio, KJZ, all the NFL action previews and MLB recaps. Stream your favorite sports, stories, and series with ESPN Plus, Disney Plus, and Hulu. Get all three for just $12.99 a month. Don't miss a minute of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Now playing ESPN Radio. Check them out this morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. It's time for some straight talk. You know where the full court press is in basketball, right? Full defensive coverage with no holes. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. It runs on America's best networks, same as big carriers, but for a lot less. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G, for up to 50% less than the big carriers. No contract, full coverage, 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. College football, it's the game you wake up early on Saturdays for, even though kickoff isn't until 7. The game where the Goodyear blimp becomes a Hall of Famer. The game that goes just beyond school, spirit, fandom, or love of the sport. It's the game where the comebacks happen. It's the game where anything can and will happen, as long as you have the drive. Because college football is the game that moves you. We get it because it moves us too. Goodyear, more driven. Hey, who wants free money? Who are we kidding? We all do. It's the ESPN Dayton hashtag. We want to get paid cash contest. Listen for the German Club doesn't have a dance floor. Or mixed to Marshall are your kind of artists. And you could watch 30 for 30s for days. What if I told you he wasn't the greatest? ESPN Plus exists because you do. With Bundesliga, Serie A, UFC Fight Nights, and the entire 30 for 30 library. ESPN Plus lets you get more into whatever you're into. So if tennis is your cup of tea, or fantasy is your priority, this is your stream. ESPN Plus. Your sports, our originals, now streaming. This is Wright Thompson. My new podcast, Bloodlines, the first in the ESPN Investigates podcast series, is available now. Bloodlines starts with the tragic story of dead horses at Santa Anita and then examines the state of thoroughbred horse racing while taking you on hopefully an unforgettable journey about the past, present, and future of this once hallowed sport. Listen now to all three episodes of Bloodlines on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
the Mina Kime Show podcast. Field, if you had to choose an NFL player for Catch the Flag, who would it be? Lamar would have to be the centerpiece of the conversation, right? Yeah. I mean, he's so elusive. Tyreek Hill, same vein. The obvious thing is, like, who are the fastest, most agile? Yeah, Tariq Cohen, free injury, obviously another good one that comes to mind there. He, he's really, really tough to Plus, he's down. small. Yeah. And Kyler Murray probably has to be in that conversation, too. Listen and subscribe to the Mina Kime Show podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. NBA Finals. Davis, a three for the win. You can't afford to miss the lab when you win the playoffs. Where legends are born and legacies are made. Time to celebrate a title. And you know I'm going to make it. Finals on ABC, presented by YouTube TV. Game 5, Heat Lakers, tomorrow at 9 Eastern. Rise together. Padres, Los Angeles took game one. Earn nothing but big flies, essentially, when you look at this box score. Ellinger swings, center field. This one's got a chance back there. Go! They will. And Zuka. And I think you've given us the biggest viral moment of the postseason so far with that catch. Back some more. Leaps! And he made the grab! What a catch! Ellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the In a situation like this, would you rather have a home run or would you rather have a catch like that? I think I'd rather have a catch like that. All right, so you're up two games. What's the approach tomorrow? We know that this isn't over. Got to come out, play our game. It's going to be a fun series to go down the wire. is telling you right there the Dodgers may be flying towards the league championship series. It's Thursday. The NFL is back. Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing. One more day until Keys Lakers may add one more title. There's so much to talk about. Tom Brady tonight. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We are ready to rock and key. I just feel like LA sports is dominating life right now. It really is. The next 72 hours. 48, 72 hours. And the Yankees lost last night. I'm frustrated with are pitching a lot of questions going on keys dodgers keep winning the lakers what did you expect keep winning the rams they're winning i mean it's fine <sighs> we we also to a degree we claim the raiders in la as well they're not winning so because yeah. you have told me a fan <laughs> of a certain age even though they have been gone for decades they've obviously yeah. been in los angeles then yeah, oakland the Ra- and las vegas what's so crazy about la is in terms of just the the popularity Obviously, it's the Lakers, the Dodgers, USC. You know, you start getting into the pro sports. The Raiders or could fall into that third category, believe it or not. Because they were in L.A., L.A.'s proximity to Oakland, Vegas, that's all. You know, people grew up there. But the Raiders, they and you know who else is big out there? The Golden. Cowboys. How They're big Gold- everywhere. How about Golden State? The, no. Not in L.A. Not in L.A. For the younger but would kids. you claim them if both teams in L.A. were bad? You probably would steal and say, yeah. Hmm, say, oh, yeah. A lot of options for yeah. LA. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know. California, you really don't big really, state. The, the, just saying. A lot of teams in California. Northern California, California <laughs> don't really mess with Southern California. Southern until, California until they do. is 
don't really mess with Northern Californians until they really do. We come together. <laughs> to Jay's we don't point. Separate. <laughs> to Jay's point, it could be a great, great deal here for SoCal because, as you mentioned, the Dodgers here are now on the brink of moving on to the LCS with their win, a very chippy win over the San Diego Padres, and it would be great for baseball if those two SoCal teams could form some sort of connection. I know Dodgers fans always think the Giants are their rival, but Padres back in the playoffs for the first time in 14 years would be great. Added Manny Machado, some star power down there. Lakers tomorrow, and the Rams are taking on the Washington football team, which is a total mess. So it might not be two for two, Jay. It could be three for three when you throw in the Rams. Let's talk about the operative number three. Dodgers ready to go. Game three could advance today. Move on. There are three to one favorite to win the World Series. Started to steal Jay's gambling thunder. The shortest odds from Caesars William Hill. I know you've had a lot of heartbreak as a Dodger oh, fan. A lot of heartbreak. I just got chills <laughs> in my body when you said that. But I'll be honest with Believe you. Right now, it's a very early sample size. Nobody has looked better than the Dodgers. I mean, I think Braves fans could say we looked okay, but right now the Dodgers look terrific. It, it's a lot of experience, though. They've been in this position before, right? I mean, they've won the division eight straight times. They've been in this uh, the World Series the last couple years. I mean, when you when you think about the Dodgers, you 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 look at the roster. You can I can bat it all the way around from Seager to Turner to 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 Muncy to to Bellinger to Kershaw. I mean, you can go all the way around. It's stacked. The, the 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 Achilles heel for us and a problem for us is our closer in Kenley Jansen. What what is wrong with him? Like the ninety five mile an hour cutters and fastballs are no longer. I mean it was very evident last night. He threw about seven fastballs and about twenty three cutters that dropped down into the low eighties, early nineties. And that's not you know, when I say early nineties, I'm talking about ninety one, ninety 88, 89. Not getting it done. Not, that's not, I could hit that. So when you look at it, it took Joe Kelly, who scared me to death when he walked the two, then finally got the third out, uh, to come in and kind of bail us out. Now, Kershaw, six innings pitched. He gave up the two back-to-back homers, and I, I believe this is his, I want to say it's either his third or fourth time in the playoffs in his career giving up back-to-back jacks. Does that worry you? Because he's the best lefty of his generation, but something happens when the calendar flips to, flips to October with him. No, it doesn't worry me at all, because when he's giving up, they're solo jacks. They're not. It's not like he's giving up two- and three-run jacks, or home runs, if, just in case you're wondering. Um, no, not you people, I'm saying. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't worry me about that, because I've seen him, when you count him out, I've seen him get the ball, and do something totally different. You go back to two years ago, on short rest, he came in, he was dealing on short rest for a couple innings, got us out of there. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, I don't really worry about him as much as I do our closer. Our closer situation is interesting. The skipper and Dave Roberts has not made up his mind, Jay, on what he wants to do with the closer moving I, forward tonight. I love when I hear you talk as a, as a fan because every fan has something to worry about, right? There's always something like, what's going to happen, Joe Kelly? You know, he, he was able to walk Manny Machado. He walked Fernando Tatis. But look, at the end of the day, guys, there's always an element of luck that comes into any team winning any kind of championship. It's LeBron James and Ray Allen making a shot from the corner. Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr making a shot. It always happens. So to watch... You know, Gratterall come in last night. His first at-bat is obviously Fernando Tatis Jr., who knocks it, knocks it, and Cody Bellinger goes up to grab it. Those are the type of plays that I sit there and I watch as a fan being like, okay, here we go. It just seems like things are on the side. 
for the Dodgers. Like, there's that luck element that factors into any championship key. And you have to be, I know you have questions about certain things with your team, but you have to feel good at where you guys are at right now. No, you, you feel good, but the biggest question is, are relief pitching at the end? But there's questions for every team. Well, no, 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 no. That, we're across the board as I start this conversation. I can go around every base and everybody in the outfield, behind the plate, in the bullpen, but when I stop in the bullpen, that question, that scares everybody, whether we have Buster only on with us or or Pedro Gomez, whoever comes on, and you ask them about the Dodgers and the pitching and where we're at, the first thing they're going to point to is Kenley Jansen because a Great. guy that comes pitching? in. Can we switch pitching then? We'll take all your pictures. <laughs> we'll take them. That's what, I'm just I asking mean, you to put it in perspective. Not, like when you start I, looking at the finer cast. I understand. Our, you would love to have our pitching. And we would love to have uh, Mario Rivera come walking out of the dugout right now for us to close things out. But guess what? That's not going to happen. It's Switch, not going to happen. Switching gears here to the Yankees, Jay, to your point. Great. Let's go from a high to a low. Yes, awesome. indeed. The Rays taking a 2-1 series lead with a 7-2 win yesterday. Michael Kay, who is the voice of the Yankees and hosts a show on our flagship station ESPN 98.7 uh, in New York, will join us again at 8.30 a.m. Eastern. This is his thoughts on what he saw last night. Then I'm going to give you some numbers that are going to blow your mind on the Yankees and the Rays. This is how I equate what the Yankees did yesterday. Mike Tyson climbs into a boxing ring, and his opponent is Pee Wee Herman. And Tyson insists that they play Jeopardy instead of box. That's what the Yankees did. Okay, so what he's speaking of there was a couple nights ago, but look. Are we so, calling Garcia Mike Tyson? <laughs> you're talking yeah. about David Garcia, the 21-year-old that wasn't in there very much and didn't prove himself to be too effective. Bottom line is, last night it could have been a little bit of a, a role reversal there for Michael Kay's comments. Again, he'll join us at 8.30. Here's the bottom line in this particular series. These two teams played 10 times in the regular season as you play every foe this year 10 Rays times. Rays have dominated. Right. Rays won 8. Okay, they won 8 of the 10 and now they're on the verge of putting the Yankees on the brink. Alright, now let's talk about this. Let this settle in your mind for a second. Garrett Cole makes $36 million this year. Oh yeah, we have the highest payroll. It's ridiculous. Okay. 200 plus million dollars. Have the highest no, wait, I, know, I know, but yeah. the Rays have the third lowest. I'm not breaking news. And they here. always have the lowest. Garrett Cole is making $36 million this year. The Rays combined mm. are making 28. And, and, and I understand that. Yeah. But, but we are talking about New York and we're talking about Tampa Bay. That, that, let's, we're talking about the Yankees. We're talking about big. Just, so tell is, me how is, they're on the verge of a big always, collapse. You're going to always be big for the Yankees and the Lakers and the Dodgers. And the, that's just, that's what it is. The payrolls are always going to be high. So when you look at it, you say, well, why not take the model that the, it won't work? That model doesn't work in New York, the well, Rays model. Keep in mind, your Dodgers are led by Andrew Friedman, who actually built the Rays. The reason Key's Dodgers have Andrew Friedman, one of the best executives in baseball running the team, is because he did more with less in Tampa. And now he's doing more with more in L.A. Just listen to this. Garrett Cole at 36, Stanton at 26, Tanaka at 23, Jay Happ at 17, Araldis at 16. All of those players... All of them make more than the Rays' highest paid player, the pitcher Charlie Morton, at 15. And despite all of that in an well, $80 million payroll difference, the Yankees are on the brink. I was told not to respond because we have to go to break. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking at me. I'm just trying to keep the show moving. Gotcha. Thanks for following directions. Still to come, Patrick Mahomes does a handshake, a post-game handshake, every single week. 
why this one was so magnified and why he's not exactly apologetic about it. This on the way after Jay has this. Shows knows that from the time you get up in the morning to when you wrap up at night, there's a lot of hurry-ups, meet-ups, and eat-ups. That doesn't leave a lot of time for sports. So make time to catch up on all the layups, tee-ups, and batter-ups by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with the Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. It's their most advanced fuel ever, and it'll help keep your engine running like new with four levels of defense against gunk, wear, corrosion, and friction. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. To join, just download the app or go to FuelRewards.com. You'll be able to start saving today. And finally, snack up with their in-stores with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. You can pay less for gas just by buying the snacks and essentials you need. How great is that? So go to Shell and make the most of the stop you need to make. And the engines that continuously use Shelby Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. We got some breaking news from the NFL. Patriots, best defensive player. The NFL's best defensive player in 2019. Stephon Gilmore has tested positive for COVID-19. They are going to cancel practice entirely today. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Starting route. Your destination is 0.1 miles away. If you drive less than 500 feet, turn left. You have arrived at your destination. <clears throat> if you drive less than 25 miles a day, you could be paying less every day with pay-per-mile car insurance from Allstate. You get the same reliable coverage and hands-on expertise you'd expect from Allstate, but now at a price that's tailored to the miles you drive. Call your local Allstate agent and start paying what's right for you. Includes a daily rate. Prices vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Not applicable in California. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Hello, everybody. You're looking live at Fansville, a college football utopia. Fansville. Where the rivers flow with ice-cold Dr. Pepper. Delicious. Where every day is Saturday and everyone's a fan, even babies. Fan babies. And the seasons never change because the only season is college football season. Get a taste of Fansville this fall during a college football game near you. Dr. Pepper, the official drink of Fansville. Grab some today. To make a little money. Spain and Fitz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and wherever you stream your audio. Breaking news from the NFL. Patriots, best defensive player. As a matter of fact, the NFL's best defensive player in 2019, Stephon Gilmore, has tested positive for COVID-19. It's not just the Titans anymore. It's the Raiders. It's the Pats. And who could be next? I shake your money maker. Don't let that money maker. I shake that money maker. That's the question the league doesn't want to answer at this point. Who might be next? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. We'll talk about this mess with Lou Riddick of Monday Night Football coming up at 7.30. We got Thursday Night Football tonight. Brady and the Bears will talk with Bears reporter Jeff Dickerson coming up here in about 14 minutes. But, Jay, you want to do do something Just, yeah, real, real quick? Just real quick, because I got a great tweet. His name is at Zar Zula Inc. I think I said it correctly. He said the key... The, the key Man, just no, say. I don't care about just no say, damn the key people just say he can hit an 88 mile an hour fastball. I don't think so. And it, it, it posed a great question. You're saying that you can. I, hit? I can't. I can't literally hit a damn 88 mile an hour fastball today. Why are you getting angry? First because of you all? reading some dumb tweet. I don't care why, about why what somebody on Twitter talking about. You're the one that said it. Why is it dumb? 
You know what we could do? I, I'm not listening I mean, to Jay this, Williams. This is a great challenge. I'm not listening to Jason Williams love, and his I, I love when you call buddy, me my full government His name. little buddy that he over there texting don't, with a... Uh, don't what are y'all sliding in each other's DMs? Don't try to be negative and call my friends little to berate <laughs> them. You don't need to do that. You're better than that. All I'm saying, this is a great challenge. I would love to see an 88 okay, let me, mile an let me, hour let me clean it up so that to I can... You. Keyshawn, stop talking over me. This is like a Wait, debate. Wait, are we doing that? Hey. Don't do that. Because I almost said something. <laughs> We're fine. Never mind. I, 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 just w I would like to see somebody throw that kind of pitch and see Keyshawn take a couple swings I at it. I can't do it now. But in the past, I could. When I played baseball, I could. I can't do it now. Okay. Thank My bat you. speed is nowhere near. Thank you for clarifying. But... Well, you go ahead and you just wasted about two minutes of our show. No, I didn't waste anything. This is great. Fans want to hear this kind of stuff. Go ahead, Zubin. I'm sorry. All right. Be a part of Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. That's what ESPN Nation. When you got a little brother. <laughs> it's what? presented by Dr. Pepper. You? Get underneath your skin. A little brother. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town. Fansville, head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. So we're hours away from the NFL beginning week number five with Brady and the Bucks. Obviously, we saw Mahomes and the Chiefs earlier in the week against the Pats. We know what happened with Cam Newton. We know what happened with Stephon Gilmore yesterday testing positive. And there was also a well-established and much-discussed embrace at the end of the game between Patrick Mahomes, the face of the NFL, the star quarterback of the Chiefs, and Gilmore, who was positive and played. And obviously it leads you to believe that with the testing and the lag that he essentially probably played the game while having the coronavirus. So Mahomes was asked yesterday what he thought when he heard Gilmore, who he had an embrace with after the game, had tested positive. I think you just have to uh, trust in the, the process and the protocols that are set in place. I mean, obviously... Uh, knowing that I, I I went up to him after the game and just gave him the high five like I would I, I've done my whole career and not thinking about it. it was I mean a little bit of a mental lapse uh, just trying to beat, show sportsmanship and stuff like that but uh, I, I mean I feel like the, the protocols in place are good and I just have to trust in that wear my mask uh, do whatever Rick and them say and then then uh, just trust and we don't all know what what's happening in this world this time but just to accept the challenge every single day of being uh, in the best place I can be to be available for the team. Being vigilant. Is this a big deal? Patrick Mahomes does not need to apologize and, and say, hey, I, I need to be more vigilant or, you know, there was some mental lapse. Everybody was shaking hands. Everybody was talking to each other. These guys are breathing on each other constantly throughout the course of the game. And you would think, Key, if you go into the game, we're all abiding by protocol. We're all taking tests constantly. This is a topic of conversation. Guys are sweating on top of each other. You're, you're playing against each other, multiple downs and possessions. You're not going to think by me going over and just saying, hey, good game after we just competed for X amount of hours on the field, that now all of a sudden I'm going to increase my chances of contracting COVID I, when everybody's been deemed negative. Yeah, it. if I was Patrick Mahomes, I would have did the same thing. I, I just... It's it's natural to, to at the end of the games to walk over to your opponents and, and when you win you lose whatever coaches I'm sure were doing it if you go back to week one and you fast forward to week four every single game you've seen the interaction the difference is it's Gilmore's Patrick Mahomes it's a guy who's positive and it's the number one guy right now in the National Football League so it became a bigger story because of that than what it's probably worth. Now, here's what I would say. 
Patrick Mahomes, much like Jay said, doesn't need to apologize. Although he knew self-consciously it was a lack of judgment. He has a pregnant fiance. Did they get married? It's his fiance, fiance right? Yeah. The had- pregnant fiance is at home. So he, he he's aware of that. He's conscious of that. But when you out there, you're competing, you just forget. At the end, you just like forgetting because we test. Even here, like I said, we test. We And but- so... It's like, okay, we test, although you come in from wherever you were, you come in from wherever you are, we still are right next to each other, walking out the hallway, pounding, and you just, you forget sometimes. Exactly, Ken. That's the bigger problem, though, is that Gilmore, who tested negative, then plays in that game, gets on the team plane with his other counterparts, flies back. Confined in a small space. Confined in a smaller bottle, comes back, you know, spends time around a team, and then gets told later that he's positive. And, and that's the question at hand that the NFL has to deal with on the fly. A lot of these guys who test negative because the incubation process is a little bit longer than what you There's expect. A little lag time that's there. That's the major issue. And though. so they're going to continue to just rapid test and also test outside of the organizations. And I know people are saying, well, how can they continue to keep counseling games? They're not going to continue to keep counseling games. Just like Cam Newton didn't play, and, and maybe Gilmore doesn't play, and they f- test, test, test till they get the clear to go and play the game, and if somebody else that they'll just put them aside, put somebody else in the lineup, and keep moving forward. So that's the thing. So now the Chiefs are playing the Raiders, right? They're coming up. They're going to play. <laughs> How do you... No, it's obviously nobody's testing negative as everybody's testing negative as of right now. But if you're here's what worries you about it. If you're following the history of, all right, will this happen again, which it feels like it's kind of inevitable. This is going to happen again. Probably it probably will happen again. But so if if everybody tests negative, but Gilmore is just around an entire team, they played a game where maybe he was actually positive during that time. Does somebody from the Chiefs potentially have it? Can that happen with the Raiders again? These are the questions we're going to be asking ourselves 24-7, 365. We'll have some questions to ask Sam Acho, who is the vice president of the NFL Players Association, on how exactly all of this is being considered, how they're taking care of the players, and their communication with the NFL. That's on the way at 7.15. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Sam Acho, Lou Riddick, who will also be here to weigh in. All of those guests appear on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Still to come, Key kind of broached it. We'll get into the specifics. What happens if the Titans can't play again this coming weekend? And wait till you see what Ben Roethlisberger has said about all this. The Steelers QB weighs in strong. That's on the way after Key has this. For the ones rising to new challenges, Granger knows a small thing that can help and make a big difference, like marking safe distances with floor tape and posting reminders to wash hands. And as always, Granger is there to help, offering supplies and solutions for every industry, free access to product specialists, 24-7 support, safety recovering guides, and more. It's part of their commitment to help you adopt and recover to these challenging times. Call quick click Granger.com. Just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. It's not just the Titans anymore. It's the Raiders. It's the Pats. And who could be next? This is what I expected. Playing the contact sport, you have 53 guys out there. And I was actually shocked that these positive tests started coming up as late as it did. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Next. It's October, and that means it's Geico-Ean. Don't let your savings disappear. 
It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas, or pain, or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms, but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. Napa know-how. At Napa, you can buy a five-quart jug of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil for just $27.99. And as a bonus, you'll score a $10 gift card by mail-in rebate. That's like a cherry on top of the cherry on top of your oil change. So get $10 back by mail when you buy a jug of Mobile One. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales price is not included. Applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 10 Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding DriveWise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort, maximum reward. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. Drive-bys is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, Good night. there's a lot of meetups, okay, eatups, and hurryups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Ball driven in the air out to center field. Going back, Bellinger. Back some more. Back some more. Leaps! And he made the grab. What a catch! Bellinger stole a homer that would have given the Padres the lead. What a play! That was heard on ESPN Radio. And that allowed the Dodgers take a 2-0 series lead and put the Padres on the brink of elimination. The Braves, who have very quietly played some excellent baseball this postseason, they have had some stellar pitching. They take a 2-0 series lead over the Miami Marlins. All four series resume today. First pitch of the day, Braves-Marlins 2-0-8 Eastern. You can hear all four games today on ESPN Radio. Keys, Dodgers, and the Padres. Final first pitch at 9-0-8 Eastern. In the American League, the Rays, despite having a payroll that is $80 million less than the Yankees. 108 for the Bronx Bombers, 28 for the Rays, and the Rays have put the Yankees 
on the brink after a 7-2 win. Meanwhile, the A's showing some signs of life. They have cut their series deficit in half with the Houston Astros fighting back to take game three. Again, A's and Strohs, 3.35 p.m. Eastern today. You'll hear it on ESPN Radio. And the Saints are still planning to play at the Superdome, even though Hurricane Delta is bearing down in Louisiana. You may have heard LSU has moved their game with Missouri. They've taken it out of Baton Rouge, moved it to Columbia. But right now, the Saints don't anticipate the need to relocate for practice or for their game Monday night against the Chargers. There were some contingency plans to perhaps play the game in Indy if they had to do it. But right now, they're staying put. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data. Then 2G savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. We got some breaking news from the NFL. Patriots' best defensive player. As a matter of fact, the NFL's best defensive player in 2019, Stephon Gilmore, has tested positive for COVID-19. It's not just the Titans anymore. It's the Raiders. It's the Pats. And who could be next? That is the question, fellas. Who could be next? Keyshawn J. Will Zuman presented by Progressive Insurance. The best person to at least help us understand what all of the NFL's players are going through is the NFL Players Association Vice President Sam Acho. And he will join us coming up at 7.15 Eastern on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. A lot of contingencies have to be put in place. Because as Jay said, you never know what might happen on a day-by-day, morning-by-morning basis. All right, so let's run through everything after the Titans had their facility closed yesterday after another couple of positive tests. This is a timeline from last week as the league continues to do their due diligence, and this is what we know. Again, this is last Wednesday. They found out that a group of players, after the organization had closed the facility and postponed their game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, a group of Titans players had worked out at Montgomery Bell Academy. It's a high school. They're the Big Red. Shout out to the Big Red there in Nashville. This is turning into a big problem, though, for the Titans. So that's the deal. They were out there on a high school field last Wednesday. Then the very next day, last Thursday, the NFL and the Titans informed players they were banned from any in-person gathering outside of team facilities after they got a whiff that the day before they were hanging out at the high school. Look, we saw Brady do it with the Bucks. I mean, these are things that so guys So the day do. after... They had their workout. That's when the NFL came and said, Correct. no gatherings of any sort outside the facility. Well, they made it crystal, they made crystal, it crystal, crystal clear. clear. They right. made it crystal clear. So the NFL and the NFLPA, again, we'll talk to Sam Macho, the vice president of the PA, the Players Association. Oh. So, I'm sorry, just a question. So was it already a rule before they, because when you say they made it crystal clear, was it well, already was it? a rule I before I that? Was, I don't think it was a rule okay. before that, that they couldn't work out with one another, even though they were not at the facility, much like Z said in the off season, players were working out together. It wasn't encouraged to do it, but guys did it. And NFL guys, when they're off, they still want to work out. And I'm sure, I'm sure that to some degree, they was told to get some work in, but they may have not been told to do it together. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, Zuba. I'm sorry. I just wanted specification. That's no all. worries. So, well, let, let's just recap this again. This situation, it's a three-day situation. Wednesday, they work out at the high school last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And as Key said, look, I mean, every local news chopper in Tampa was flying over high schools in Tampa watching Tom Brady out there, and it's nothing new. So that happens Wednesday. On Thursday, they inform the Titans the league does. They're banned from any in-person gatherings. Essentially, don't do it again. We know what you 
you did yesterday. And then on Friday, both the NFL and the PA sent officials to Nashville to look into possible violations of procedures and protocols leading to the outbreak. The NFL has said from day one, our protocols are tight. The problem is people are not following those protocols. So that's where we are right now. So they're ready, perhaps the NFL, to do severe things. It's not just finding people $100,000. It's not finding organizations a quarter of a million dollars. It's not taking away draft picks. They've actually talked about letting teams say, look, if you're going to do this, we're going to have you forfeit the game. If you're going to actually go there, this is how we're going to get your attention. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Adam Schefter, the league's best insider, who will join us at 9, 10 a.m. Eastern, essentially weighing in on if this scenario with the Titans and forfeiture could actually come to reality. If there is an egregious act, if they find wrongdoing, that they could order a team to forfeit a game. I don't think that's happening here. I don't think you're going to see the Titans forfeit a game in the near future. And I don't think that's something the NFL wants to use. It's easy to throw that out there as a threat. I think it's another thing to actually follow through. And there would have to be egregious behavior to have something like that occur. It's certainly, I don't believe, going to happen right now, but it's something that the NFL holds in its pocket in the event it finds a team that is brazen in the way it treats this virus. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. The one thing that isn't being talked about is Mike Vrabel has essentially said, he is on record, we have not flouted anything, we have not done anything wrong, we are abiding by the rules. The league clearly is not taking him at his word, and obviously, as Schefter said there, they're using their due diligence no matter what anybody says. Do you think this is setting up for a major squabble here, Key? Because if there's any evidence, and I'm not saying Vrabel's responsible, if there's something going on in the secondary room and he's not there and he's dealing with the million things an NFL head coach has to deal with, but he's on record saying we've done everything the right way. If the league finds out that's not the case... What's Rabel going to do? Well, look, I, I, first of all, Rabel wouldn't say that if he didn't know, right? There's cameras and buildings in their facilities. So I'm sure prior to him even stepping out and saying that, he looked and checked it out with the security team as well as probably with the NFL and the NFLPA. Much like Adam said right there, it has to be egregious, right? It has to be just we're not following protocol whatsoever. We're going to do it our way. We don't care what the what Dr. Seals says. We don't care about the CDC. We go, that's not going to happen. Dr. Seals, the league's chief medical the, officer. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They, they've made some mistakes. Clearly, what those mistakes are, we'll find out, I'm sure. But it wasn't, I don't, I don't believe it was egregious. I don't believe that they just decided to do things on their own and not follow. Okay. The league... Is not convinced of that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to. Well, it's not. It's not that the league is not convinced. convinced the league it. is doing what they need to do, which is check it out to make sure they would. They would if they didn't check it out so, to make sure that would be irresponsible. But if you're giving draconian penalties, what they're saying is, fellas, we what? know what's going on. We're going to find you money, then draft picks, which are gold, and then we're going to make you forfeit a game. They wouldn't well, put those measures in place. Well, they're putting them there, much like Adam said, to have it in their back pocket but just in case. They've used all of already. Which one did they use? The fining. Well, that's, that, that fining was more about them not doing what the kids, not the kids, the players not doing in, in Las Vegas what they should have been doing. Not only from an NFL standpoint, but also from a Vegas standpoint okay, in but, terms of the rules. But that's the problem. It, it, it seems like it's a moving target. Like what, what is, I guess it's, depending upon being subjective, what is something that's finable? Like it is going out to dinner. Like, I guess it goes back to this point. Is common sense that common anymore? Because I wouldn't go 
to a room if it was an enclosed area, even if it was for all my teammates right now, considering that we are still in the midst of a pandemic, right? But you and I, we, we were talking about this during the break, Keith. You would. You feel comfortable I, I, doing I, that to I, a degree, right? I probably would have gone for my teammates' charitable event with the rest of my teammates to a charitable event. I probably would have gone. Probably would have gone. But if somebody that was not my teammate had offered me to go to a charitable event, chances are I probably would have said no. So that, that's what I'm saying, Zubin. Like, it, this is a very subjective thing since I feel like all these lines are blurred, and that's where there's confusion at it. I wouldn't go. Key would go, but then would Key would get fined for doing that. But then we want to criticize somebody like if Gilmore, you know, with the Patriots, then went to dinner with Cam. Like, you're not allowed to go out to a dinner? I, no, I, I, no, no, I don't I, think. But here's the difference. I'm, I'm not saying that's finable. I'm not no, saying that's finable. No, but I'm saying here's I'm the difference, saying, though, Jay Will, is they looked at the – the I don't know why I want to keep calling it a celebrity event, charitable event, as reckless behavior. That's kind of how they looked at that. Cam going to dinner, us going to dinner, that's like normal everyday life right now in the world. So we're talking about two to three people at a table, four people at a table, opposed to however many in a confined space in a room. I just feel like sometimes how things try to get it gets put out there in the, in the public court of opinion. Right. It's uh, people are just really quick these days to jump on people. I, and I'll go back to the event in Vegas. I know it was for charity. I know I understand it was with teammates. But like those those are things to me that I would even think twice about doing right now. If one of my best friends could be like, hey, I'm having a charity event. It's for this cause. It's really big. I understand that. How can I donate? But like I, I don't know if I would go to a room full of people in an enclosed area. But you also you also have personal things in your life with your parent and with your mom and your daughter that also would would stop you from doing that because you're responsible. We don't know that those individuals have the same things. It's it's and what's so crazy about it? Usually when you say you having a uh, an event, your organization would know that the players are having an event. Like the Raiders, to me would know that the players are, that this is not something that happened overnight. This is something that probably has been planned for weeks, right? You would think. You would think. You would think that he didn't come home one day and say, oh, I'm going to throw a charitable event tonight on Wednesday, and he planned it on Monday. But this goes back to the bigger point, though, Key. It's like, if you're going to be in a room full of people, would you wear a mask, would you not wear a mask? Like, I, I wouldn't put myself in that position, even if I, even if I didn't have kids. It, understanding where we are I right can't, now, I can't pandemic. sit here. I can't sit here and say that I would have a mask on. I'm not gonna sit here and say I would have a mask on if I'm at a charitable event, charitable event with my teammates. I can't sit here and say that because I, I've been in places. I've walked through restaurants to sit down and eat without my mask to sit sit down and have something to eat and not have a mask on, and people walking by me. So I wouldn't. I don't know that I would say that I'm in a room. And I would have a mask on at a charitable event. So I, I'm, not going sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say and that. I, I respect. I, I understand that's I'm where you are. I'm not going to sit here and say that. I, I I would disagree with you. I would I would have a mask on, but that, that's where you get. That's where we get lost with this whole conversation. What is considered to be reckless? What is not considered to be reckless? And it depends upon subjectively how you look at the matter or what your conditions are around you that make you ultimately come to your conclusion on how you deem it. A couple of other comments, including from one of the biggest stars in the league. My bottom line is this. Look, I mean, you got two coaches that have contracted the coronavirus in Sean Payton and John Gruden that continue 
to flout some of these rules. I get it. The research says you can't get it twice, but obviously you can spread it to other individuals. Research doesn't say you can't get it twice. Some people have gotten it twice. I understand. I mean, overall, that is the, the mode of thinking, which is why when people do get it and recover, they tend to be a little bit more lax. That's what I'm saying. So those two guys have gotten it, and they continue to flout the rules. That's why the league has to be draconian. This isn't somebody saying, I can't get it. I'm not going to get it. These two guys got it. It kicked their ass, and they recovered from it, right? And they're still flouting the rules. That's part of the problem. So what should the Titans' penalties be? We want to hear from you. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What should they be? The league has a wide variance of things they could do. I mentioned one of the biggest stars in the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger. He weighed in on the situation. Listen to this, and then I think you'll be interested to see what the guys think about Big Ben's comments. Well, it's tough, um, you know, especially for someone like myself who was just kind of starting to get back into the flow of things. Um, it's not easy, but you've got to you got to adjust. you got to adapt and do the best you can. Well, the league already tried to slow slow it down, so I guess I'm going to start back over from scratch and hope this week, um, you know, I didn't take take too far, too many steps backwards. So just try and see how it goes this week, I guess. Uh, I don't think they'll consider forfeiting our game. And, of course, we got the short end of the stick. What do you think about the short end of the stick comment? I, I don't know how they would get the short end of the stick. I mean, what what's the short end of the stick? They lost their bye week. It's a bye week, man. You ain't doing nothing any damn way but resting. Okay. I mean, it ain't you ain't getting no short end of the stick. You get three days to, to kick your feet up. You're not going anywhere. You're not hopping on the plane and going on vacation. I, That's not the short end of the stick. There's a lot. I don't even want to get into no, it. No, 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 no. Is it tone deaf? Yes. Okay, there's the short end of the stick. A lot of people have died from this virus. I hear what you're saying in the bigger point. But, Key, you know everybody looks at this thing. It looks at how it's affecting their lives. Now, I'm not advocating for saying things like that publicly. But people it's only look three at three days in a bye people, week, man. I, people only look at their situation and how it affects them personally and their team. They don't look at the whole entirety. We're not talking to politicians. We're talking to people sometimes who get lost in their own emotions, how it affects them. Does that make sense? No, it, it, it makes sense, but the short end of the stick, talking about a bye week, you get three days to do what? You get three days to do what? There's nothing you're... What, you going to go and watch film? So now how many weeks you play in a row? You know? How does that affect your body? It, how many weeks have you played in a row? Did that, I, did play, you, I played plenty weeks in a row. Did you and look it forward, it did didn't you, even look... It you didn't never even, look forward to the bye week one time? Only time I would look forward to the bye week is so at the time, I can go to Miami and hang out. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you. That's the only reason why. It wasn't because my body needed rest and my mind needed rest. It was because I was just ready to go hang out. So, but you can't you can't sit there and say that for some other people. They, I'm not saying they don't that. Want their body I, I, to get I'm rest. not saying that. But to complain about the short end of the stick is majorly tone deaf. I mean, come on, man. I'm not about to sit there and agree with that. Not at all. Not even close to it. I'm just saying. I I, I hear when people talk. I don't look at everybody. Like they're speaking for humanity, and I understand this tone deaf. I'm just saying for Ben to play X amount of weeks straight in a row, you may not find that to be meaningful for you when you played because maybe your body held up. Maybe you're just different. Maybe you're a freak athlete. You're hell of durable. I don't know. For Big Ben, who suffered through injuries, maybe they look forward to the bye week. He's coming off injuries. Maybe for him, that time is, is critical to him. Maybe it is, Jay. Will. I, I put it this way. It's something that he shouldn't have said. I'm going to leave it at that. Fair enough. Speaking of critical, Jay, you said the word critical. It is critical mass for the Bears that they want to save their season. Yes, they're just 3-1, and one, but they made a QB switch. They're yeah. trending in the wrong direction. They got Tom Brady and company tonight. Mm. What does it all mean for the Chicago Bears? We'll talk about that in just one minute. But first, let's go from A to Z. 
New York to L.A. and everywhere in between, from A to Z. Aim from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. New at Redbox, Irresistible, a hilarious comedy from writer-director John Stewart. John Stewart back in the mix, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Stewart has become a director in his post-political days. The Lakers, this is great, Key, switching to the Black Mamba uniforms for a potential title-clinching game tomorrow, 9 Eastern on ABC. Jane, the Countdown crew at 8.30. ESPN radio coverage begins at 8.30 Eastern as well. Mark Kestershire on the call every single second of the finals. Might just be 40 minutes more it can be heard on ESPN radio Lakers win 17th championship tying them with their arch rival the Celtics from the LA basketball scene to the LA baseball scene Cody Bellinger hit a home run Yard! robbed a home run from Fernando Tatis Jr. Dodgers win 6-5 over the pod they take a 2-0 series lead it's been very chippy the league division series as you know is best of five so now the Padres are on the brink the Rays have put the Yankees on the brink with a victory they lead 2-1 in their particular series. And I just want to consistently mention the Rays payroll, $80 million less than the Yankees. Garrett Cole by himself making more money than the entire Rays payroll. Oakland avoided elimination with the win over the Astros, so they cut the deficit in half. 2-1 Braves, 4-0 this postseason. Very quietly, excellent pitching. Blanking the Marlins yesterday. They're up 2-0. They can put the fish on the brink of elimination. All four League Division series are on ESPN Radio, and all four will be contested today. And as I mentioned with the NFL, Tom Brady and the Bucks looking for their fourth straight win after that tough start in New Orleans. They'll take on the Bears on Thursday night football. The Bucks are banged up. Chris Godwin hasn't played for a bit. Justin Watson has a chest injury. Shady McCoy's got an ankle. They're all out. Leonard Fournette's dealing with an ankle. Likely to not play. Mike Evans has an ankle injury. And as you may have heard, O.J. Howard, their great tight end, has been placed on injured reserve. He has an Achilles injury that he suffered on Sunday against the Chargers. So speak Speaking of the Bears, the weekend starts here. We're ready to go. It's Thursday night football. It's the Bucks. It's the Bears. Jeff Dickerson covers the Bears 24-7, 365 for ESPN. And he tells us why the Bears believe in Nick Foles even after that first start, after he got the gig, the benching of Trubisky, the terrible performance against the Colts. He says tonight will be different for Nick Foles. They say Foles is a nine-year veteran who's had bad games before and recovered the next week. Matt Nagy even said prior to last week's loss to the Colts that Foles is going to have some bad moments. It's not going to all be pretty. But they feel long-term, this season at least, that the good will override the bad. Foles is in no danger of losing his job. There's no talk about going back to Mitchell Trubisky. Bears fans, though, were not happy with Foles last Sunday. But a solid outing on Thursday night will certainly swing public opinion back in Foles' favor. Key, you kind of were laughing as uh, Jeff Dickerson, not at Jeff, Jeff was just relaying the information there, but uh, they seem a little more bullish on Foles, and I can guess by your uh, reaction you may not. No, it's cool. If, if I'm Matt Nagy and I have a relationship with the quarterback and he understands my offense and we feel that he gives us the best chance to win, then I'm with it. I, I get it. You like it, I love it. I'm, I'm fine with that. The problem that I have, he's completing about, since he's taken over, about 59% of his throws is that enough to get wins yes if you're getting the pressure from an injured khalil mack which khalil mack is hobbled you're not going to be getting the same production out of that defense it, it, it when you look at nick Foles, nick Foles has had some bright moments in his career for a handful of games during seasons when people say oh well we got to go to the backup 
typically guys are backups for a reason. And I know the love fest with Nick Foles has really uh, kind of rejuvenated itself after the Super Bowl or after the playoff run with the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody was dialed in. Oh, Nick Foles, the Jacksonville Jaguars, hook, line, and sinker. Paid him big money after winning a Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Goes and gets hurt in Jacksonville. Minshew takes over, does just enough to get him moved on. Jacksonville looked at it and said, "Now nah, we don't want to spend that type of money for that. We made a mistake. We're going to get that mistake to the Chicago Bears. They have Mitch Trubisky. He doesn't live up to their billing. They insert Nick Foles in the offense, who should have a grasp of the offense, given the fact that it's similar to Philadelphia's offense and similar to Kansas City's offense when he was with Andy Reid. Didn't do so well in his first week as a starter. Second week, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't think Todd Bowles is going to give him the benefit of the doubt. The defensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think those guys, which to me are playing pretty good football, are going to try and go get him and make him throw the football, make him win the football game. And that's something I just don't see happening right now, Jay Will. If I'm Matt Nagy, I'm scared to death of what I'm rolling out there exactly. in Nick Foles at the quarterback spot. So let me ask you a quick question. Uh, what was Mitchell Trubisky's record this year? It was 3-0. Oh, okay. All I'm saying is I don't know why we have to live in such extremes. Everything has to be so concrete all the time. This will never happen. Nick Foles is a starter forever. If there's one thing you should know about 2020, Matt Nagy, is expect the unexpected. Keep people ready. Keep quick, them ready to go. Quick thing on the Chicago tip. Michael Jordan, last dance giveaway on the way. Still to come, Riverboat Ron gambling, but will he come up snake eyes? The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Ask for it at Advanced Auto Parts and participate in CarQuest locations. Redbox has new movies and top hits for everyone. Now available at the box and streaming on demand. Irresistible, a hilarious comedy from writer-director John Stewart, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Gary, a political strategist, decides to back the mayoral bid of a retired U.S. Marine in a predominantly right-wing town. But when the RNC finds out, they send in Faith, Gary's longtime nemesis. Don't miss Steve Carell and Rose Byrne go head-to-head -head with over-the-top funny moments and rent Irresistible tonight. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Capital One checking and savings accounts have no fees or minimums and a top-rated banking app that lets you manage your money anytime, anywhere, even from your favorite hiking trail. With Capital One's app, you can check your balance, deposit checks, pay bills, and transfer money from wherever you are anytime you want, even when you're cooking dinner. Open a fee-free checking or savings account online in about five minutes. This is banking reimagined. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Consumer accounts only. Approval required. Terms apply. Capital One NA, member FDIC. Breathing on each other throughout the course of the game. DJ Kelly. 
and Zubin. It's natural to, to, at the end of the games to walk over to your opponents. If I was Patrick Mahomes, I would have did the same thing. I'm a pop star, not a doctor. Went up to him after the game and just gave him the high five like I would, I, I've done my whole career and not thinking about it. It was, I mean, a little bit of a mental lapse, uh, just trying to be some sportsmanship and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I want a long life, a legendary one. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need to apologize. You're not going to think by me going over and just saying, hey, good game after we just competed on the field that now all of a sudden I'm going to increase my chances of contracting COVID. Calling my phone like I'm locked up nonstop from the plane to the helicopter. So that's the deal with Patrick Mahomes. The fellows have made their thoughts clear on where his level of responsibility lies. That is to say, look, we're all responsible. But this is why the NFL is so big. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. This is overshadowing everything. I mean, we are still talking about a football game that was supposed to be played four days ago. <laughs> that is a bigger story than the NBA Finals, which is going to be played tomorrow with LeBron. It's a bigger story than the Major League Baseball playoffs, which have every team that's still left competing for the hunt for October playing today. Day. That is all being overshadowed by a game that was not played four days ago. Bigger than anything going on well, in the world. Well, because ratings are down. Ratings are down. <laughs> no, ratings are down in all sports, by the way, people. All sports. Well, well, that. It's a little bit of that, but it's also at the end of those other sports. We're coming to the close of baseball. We're coming to the close of basketball. And we just really, we're only four games in a quarter away of the season in the NFL, which is a long ways to go. Yeah, let's keep it real with the NFL ratings. I mean, the other leagues would love to have the NFL's ratings problems, right? They would yes. love to have their problems. Sam Acho, who's the NFL Players Association vice president, been in the league nine years. He's going to join us in 14 minutes, and he'll take us inside what's going on as the NFL is talking to the Players Association, safety, protocols, short-term, long-term, inside the room with a guy that really knows what's going on. That's coming up at 7.15 Eastern. So again, fellas, what should we do about the Titans moving forward with 20-plus positive tests, teams that are the opposition, lying in wait, whether it was the Vikings a couple weeks ago or the Steelers this past week? What do you do? Everybody is dealing with it differently. It's the same problem, but everyone's dealing with it differently. Joey in North Carolina joins us on ESPN Radio. Joey, you have a solution, an almost one-size-fits-all solution. Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. Jay, up, big fan, born in North Carolina. Yeah, Ray's Joey. From North Carolina, been here my whole life. He's a Blue Devils fan. Um, got a, uh, yeah, um... Uh, by weeks, why can't why didn't it seems like NFL didn't have a plan at all going into this? Um, you would think if every NFL team had the, a universal bye week, say week fifteen or week seventeen at the end, you know you don't run into this problem. You can make up games every game that gets canceled, make it up all in one week. What do you think about that, Key? I mean, I think the I think the NFL has a plan. It's just that they're plan is on parallel tracks. As this thing continues to move, they keep altering things. That's their plan. Um, you know, if you everybody had the bye week at the same time, that means that you got a stoppage for, what, a week, much like you would have uh, between that week of the Super Bowl. That's why I say if they, if they chose to do so, they can always push the Super Bowl back, always push the combine back, the draft. All, if they choose to do that, if this thing explodes to a point where they have to do it, now, we're only still talking about, as of now, today, as we sit on this show right now, we're talking about three organizations. And we're talking about three organizations, as we know, 22, 24, 25, maybe 26 
players and personnel. That's what we're talking about out of all the NFL. Chiefs, Titans, Raiders. No, Chiefs, not Chiefs. Patriots, Patriots, Patriots Titans, Titans, and Raiders. So gotcha. about 26. Yeah. I think I think the Titans had 22. There's two in at the Patriots mm-hmm. and then one at the Raiders as of right now. There's still, you know, basically there's still 29 teams that's still on course to continue to move forward. And I think that the NFL is doing everything the right way in terms of the protocol, in terms of trying to find out how to tackle this task that's at hand. As Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. And that's what we're watching. And we all expected this key. Yeah. Why, seeing everything that happened with basketball last year, them shutting down the playoffs, them shutting down March Madness, seeing how MLB has truncated to a 60-game season, seeing what's happened with the Marlins, countless in MLB teams. Like We knew that this was going to be a challenging season for the NFL and that they weren't going to cut back on games. Everything has gone according to plan thus far. And sometimes you, you have to adjust on the fly. And that's what we're watching yeah. the NFL do right now. And if you think about it for a minute there, Z and, and Jay, that if they're not isolated in a bubble like I spoke about, not the NBA bubble, not the WNBA bubble, not the NHL, not MLS soccer, I'm talking about individual bubbles within their regions, within their own city. If they're not isolated like that, then what you expect? Because everyday Americans and everyday people around the world is just out moving around is contracting. Well, okay, I was going to say this thing about state of Massachusetts, right, Zubin? So they're starting to lock things down up there because COVID is actually flaring up. Boston so, area. Yeah. yeah, you're seeing them talk about not having schools, go back into school. So you can actually say if that starts to happen... It, it takes a lot of the – for the players, when you don't have the built-in, well, what is my state doing? I'm still allowed to go out to restaurants. I'm still allowed to go to things. When those things are taken away all of a sudden, to a degree, it might help these players psychologically by saying, I don't have these options anymore to do these things. I'm not going to put myself in jeopardy. Well, that that, that could be a case because I know, for one, when uh, this thing first, like, exploded, I want to say early – what was that, March – Yes. I guess it was all right. So when everything was shut down in March, and especially like in Los Angeles, back in California, we was pretty much, we was landlocked. We was in the house, and every now and then may take a store run, but that was it. That was, I go to the store, the wife and kids, everybody stay at home. I'll go get the groceries, but I had to stand in line. There was only two or three people that can go in the store at a time, and that was pretty much it. If you get back to that, then yeah, of course no. that's going to be the case. Just saying, I was in Brooklyn, man. It was a different. It was a different world in New York City. It was different. And the places that weren't experiencing it in March are now getting it: North Dakota, South Dakota, Utah, Montana. Those are the places that are now on the receiving end when they weren't initially. So everyone's been affected. So Joey, you may have heard him from North Carolina talking about the universal bye week. Good idea. Fifteen, I'm fine with week fifteen. He mentioned week seventeen. It's just hard to do. That's where the drama, playing the divisional foes, the division could come down to week seventeen. You want to play a rival, your second go around with that team. So I love Joey's point about the universal. So by week, week 17, though, I don't think would work. But it was a great comment, and he joined us on the Dr. Pepper call-in line on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed at KeyJNZ. We're asking our nation, who's more likely to become a starting quarterback again, the bench Mitchell Trubisky or the bench Dwayne Haskins? 54% of you have said 
Haskins. However, at Neary2527, once again, you can hit us up just like Neary, at Neary2527, just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed saying, quote, Trubisky, only because he can scramble and extend some plays, neither have any touch on their throws to speak of. I think we can all agree with the last part of that statement. On that tip, gentlemen, Dwayne Haskins has been benched. He has not just been benched, he has been moved down to the third spot It'll be Kyle Allen taking the snaps against the Los Angeles Rams. Alex Smith one snap away, which is a story in and of itself. What do you make of Riverboat Ron making that move? Keep in mind, Kyle Allen and Rivera were together in Carolina. Well, the, the, the Kyle Allen was going to be the starter at some point for the Washington football team. That That's no question about it. And when you look at Dwayne Haskins, Dwayne Haskins is not playing God-awful where he deserves to lose his job. Okay, he's just not. I want you to do me a favor while I still have this conversation. I want you to go and I want you to look at Jared Goff's numbers, Z, mm -hmm. and I want you to look at Dwayne Haskins really quick because you're good at this stuff. When you look at Dwayne Haskins, yes, he's missed some throws, but they've also dropped balls. I think it's deeper than his ability on the field. I think it's how they feel about him. Does he study? Is he giving them everything is he the first one in the building, the last one out? Is, it, is he doing all that? All the sort of jargon that goes with being a quarterback in the National Football League. It, does, he know, does he retain the information that we give him? Does he know what he's doing when we put him on the field? He's young. He's only a year and a half removed from college. He had two head coaches last year and two different play callers and a head coach that didn't want him to succeed. In Jay Gruden. Hmm. Then come Ron Rivera comes in, who then trades for Kyle Allen with a fifth-round pick. So right then and there, it already told you that oh, I've traded for this dude because I want to get him into a battle with Dwayne Haskins. He knows my offense. Dwayne Haskins didn't have an offseason. Dwayne Haskins didn't have a real summer camp. He, did, he got set behind because there was no OTAs. But yet and still, you failed as a head coach to start Kyle Allen at the beginning of the season, you started Dwayne Haskins, even though you said all of the things about the offseason, but you still started him at the beginning of the year. Now you benched him when your team is getting ready to play the likes of the Giants, the Cardinals, a down Cowboy team, and then another Giant team that's down. So you can ready to set Kyle Allen up for what you think, success. What you think might be success. Stop that game. Mm. I know that game. I've been there. I've seen it. I've been around the league a long time. That was almost the game that was played when Cam Newton got hurt last year in Carolina. They inserted Kyle Allen to the lineup. He ran off four or five victories, and everybody, oh, he should go get his name patent. He should go get this. And then all of a sudden, he went 0-6. It was like, uh-oh. Zubin, I'll be quick because I know we have to go to break. Is Dwayne Haskins getting a raw deal? 1,000% for everything he just said. We all know how this business works. That's how business works in general. Relationships. Who do you feel comfortable with? You can make it happen if you're a head coach. That's what we saw Ron Rivera doing right now. Answer to Key's questions. Golf, 1,063 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. Haskins, 939 yards, four touchdowns, hmm. three. But that's, that's mighty close to me, and golf ain't benched. Them numbers look pretty good to me. I'm just saying. Those are the numbers. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Still to come, inside the negotiating room between the NFL and the Players Association on the possibility of a bubble. 
a guy that's in the front line of the conversation joins us to tell us what the conversation has been like. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Patrick Mahomes does not need to apologize. These guys are breathing on each other. Went up to him after the game and just gave him the high five like I would, I, I've done my whole career. If I was Patrick Mahomes, I would have did the same thing. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I hate Tom's Tulip Shop. It just smells so flowery. Like we're good at your flower shop. You don't need to remind us. No matter how hard you work for your small business, online reviewers will find something to complain about. I need a fake plant. They don't sell fake plants. Thanks for nothing, Tom. And while Progressive can't save you from these trolls, we can help you save money on commercial auto and business insurance. Then he says, have a great day. Uh, I'll decide what kind of day to have. Get a quote online today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliated and third-party insurers. Hmm. Morning. How'd you get in my house, B? Through the air conditioning vent. It's dark in there. Go away. How about some Honey Nut Cheerios? Cheerios. Do I look like a child to you? Honey Nut Cheerios are tasty and can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. Hmm. Did you just mmm? No. I'm pretty sure I heard a mmm. It was my dryer. You might want to get that thing checked out. Have a change of heart. Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about Honey Nut Cheerios by picking up a box at your local store. In engines that continue to use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. There is an outbreak happening in Tennessee. The game between the Steelers and Titans will not be played this Sunday. Cam Newton has tested positive for the coronavirus. And this is the new NFL 2020. Nobody's to blame. We're in a pandemic. Stephon Gilmore has tested positive. The virus. Positive. It is a situation. We're a part of the new reality. How about that? So right now we have three teams: the Pats, the Titans, and the Raiders that are in a holding pattern. And 29 other teams, as Key said earlier this morning, are completely on standby. And we have with us, standing by on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, Sam Acho. He is the vice president of the NFL Players Association, nine-year vet in the league. With everything swirling, Sam, good morning. Welcome inside Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Can you take our listeners inside the conversations between the Players Association and the NFL, soup to nuts, from safety to protocol, short-term, long-term, on trying to salvage this season. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I think the main issue here is this. It's people following protocol. We've seen since August 1st, we've seen a total of 84 total players and staff test positive for COVID. Out of that 84, uh, about over half actually have been staffed that have tested positive. And so I think just to help reset the picture, there's a lot of talk of, man, are the players the ones getting sick? What's going on? A lot of it's staff as well. Do you call it tier one or tier two personnel, players or, or staff or coaches that are essential to the game? And so what we're seeing is somewhat of a massive shift now. We had a call just yesterday with the with the entire NFL board of representatives. And the day before, we had a call with the player representative saying, what measures do we need to take in order to stop the outbreak? And we are seeing an outbreak. We saw... Tennessee have a total of 19 players and staff, tier one or two personnel, test positive for COVID, and games get canceled or delayed. 
And so what we've seen now, talking about from nuts to bolts, so we've seen a, a major shift in protocol. There's a new a rule put in place that will not allow more than three tier one or two personnel, that's coaches, that's players, um, no more than three gathering together outside of the facility. That's a new measure in order to stop the spread of COVID. We've seen new measures put in for free agent visits as well. Oftentimes, people get injured in the NFL. As we know, it stands for not for long. And so people get injured all the time, and and free agents come work out. There's a new limit on the number of free agent workouts you can have. And also, before a free agent can come in and sign and even work out, they have to wait five days till all the tests come back. And so, to answer your question, Zuby, uh, we are doing whatever we can to keep the season alive. Sam, what have the conversations been like between the NFL and the NFL PA uh, about, you know, handling of the protocols with the players specifically? Because when you look at what happened with the Raiders, it was outside the facility. It was in Las Vegas at a charitable event. They got fined. Guys were not wearing masks. Another conversation. Absolutely, Key. Well, here's the deal. There, there are two simultaneous conversations going on right now. There's a conversation between the NFL and the NFLPA saying what measures do we need to put in place to keep this thing from spreading. And then there's a conversation from the players themselves. I think that's the question you're talking about. Between in the NFLPA, amongst NFL players saying, what do we need to do to keep this thing from spreading? You talk about Las Vegas and the charity event, right? Derek Carr, all these guys were there. We, we understand that. But what you also want to talk about is Tennessee, how a lot of the reason why uh, the outbreak spread in Tennessee was because players were trying to get together because the facility was was closed, right? And that's not to say that coaches weren't involved as well in, in helping that thing spread. But the, the fact of the matter is both players and coaches in some way, shape, or form have not been following protocol. And that's not just in Tennessee, as you know, Keyshawn. That's everywhere. It's like when somebody gets caught cheating, right? Gets caught watching film that they shouldn't be watching or something. It's not just one team that did it. Everybody's doing it. I mean, it, it, it's just the fact of the matter. And so now you have to really get to the bottom of how do we keep everyone under the protocol and, and following the protocol, which is hard, right? you got 2,000-plus players, right? I don't know how many, maybe 800 or so coaches, almost 3,000 people trying to keep them together. It's not easy. Hey, Sam, I just wanted to confirm. Did you say that the COVID spread because of the workout that the Tennessee Titans held, not at the practice facility? Is that what you said? Well, so the COVID, COVID, so the COVID got caught, and we're still trying to find obviously the uh, the bottom line essentially. But um, either players or coaches or both were not wearing masks, right? Somewhere along the line, we're not wearing masks, and so initially that essentially got started by uh, it seemed like it was a player interacting with a coach who wasn't and and one of them or maybe both of them or whatever weren't wearing a mask, and so initially. Boom. Now, 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 maybe I don't know if the players knew or not, but somebody had COVID. And now the facilities are closed and there's a game that's still scheduled to happen. And so from what we understand, some of the players said, okay, well, well, we don't know if it's a coach or a player, but we need to, we need to get ready for our game on Sunday. Um, let's kind of do the what, practice what we've been practicing, right? Masks on, et cetera, but not at the facility. And so from there, it seems like that's where the spread happened amongst players. But as we understand, it's still more staff who are separated. More staff have COVID than players. And so, I, you know, I don't want the last thing I want to do is start to say, well, the players this or the players that. It's both and, right? I think out of, the, out of the 19 cases, I think 11 are staff members. And it's all after they were all not at the facility. Sam, how do you guys uh, handle the situation like with Stefan Gilmore, right? So, obviously, deemed negative 
plays in the game, interacts with all the Chiefs players, gets back on the plane, confined area, practices for a day or two, like, and then tests positive. How do you handle that as that's fluid and ongoing, obviously? Yeah, well, some people are under the impression that that game shouldn't have been played. And some people are under the impression that the season may not, uh, should not have been played for a lot of reasons. I think the way you handle it is you continue to test every day. I think we added a new measure to say, okay, we're going to also test on game days because there's no guarantee that he was positive on game day or before game day. That positive may have come after the game, right? And so um, I think the, there's two things that need to happen. Number one, you have to ramp up your testing, which we're working on, right? We've been testing nearly every single day. Obviously, game day is a little bit hard, um, but we're now we're testing every single day. And then secondly, I think that the thing we have to avoid is is casting blame, right? Because you might say, well, Stephon Gilmore, what were you doing in order to test positive? Were you not wearing a mask or what, what was going on? But as we all know, at least what we all believe, according to Dr. Fauci and other experts, oftentimes it's not the people who are wearing masks that are spreading the disease. It's people who aren't. So Stephon could have been wearing a mask and, and maybe somewhere down the line somebody wasn't, and then all of a sudden he got COVID. And so um, with him, with Cam Newton, uh, that's, why I wanted, that's why I think we should be really careful around the conversation about um, blaming a player who tests positive. A lot of that is outside of your specific control. Absolutely. Sam Acho, NFLPA Executive Committee Vice President, joining us on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let me ask you this about the conversation that I've had with the fellas and amongst others about a potential bubble, Sam. Not NBA, WNBA, NHL soccer MLS bubble, but more of a regional type bubble within the city, the hotels around the facilities, busing to and from practice, to and from uh, games, much like the NBA. Has that conversation come up at all with the NFLPA? Well, Key, I still don't see how that works. And I, and I understand people have had conversations and uh, opinions about the regional bubbles, right? Maybe all the teams in LA or Seattle, they play in Arizona, play each other, and then all the teams on the East Coast play each other. And I, I still don't see how that works. And I and I get the idea. Well, no, 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 Sam, not 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 like playing each other in those regions. Putting uh -huh. an extended training camp, for instance, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, both are in New Jersey. Go isolate the players, the staff in hotels and create that bubble for those hotels, for those camps, for those players at those spots. And then when it's time to move on to go play a game, charter the bus to the plane, get on it and go. Now, with that being said, you're going to take people away from their families to a degree. That type of bubble is what I'm talking about. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Well, I think people are, are, are willing to make that sacrifice. I still, I just still think it's tough because at the end of the day, games are still being played. So, so though you might be isolating during the week, you're still practicing, you're still interacting, and you're going back to your hotel and you're summing up. So you might, if you if you if a guy's agree to be away from their families, I get it and I get it. Like it's not a, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's a sacrifice. People sacrifice all the time. But then you're still on the plane, and how do you how do you have a bubble on the plane, right? How do you have a bubble when you get to the other teams, uh, uh, their states, and you're playing? How do you have a bubble when you're playing the game? I mean, there's. What I believe is when you talk about a bubble, you got to think WNBA and NBA, where they were not even leaving that Disney resort. Like everybody stayed there. Nobody came in, nobody came out. Even hockey, I had a friend who plays hockey and they were doing their bubble in Canada. I couldn't even send a package to my homie because he, because he, like nothing's coming in, nothing's coming out. And so as soon as you, for lack of better terms, burst that bubble, it eradicates the reason, in my opinion, for having a bubble. 
Um, just like with the people talking about wearing masks, right? Okay, you have you have eighty percent of the guys wearing masks and twenty percent not. Maybe ninety five percent wear and five percent don't. It's almost like yeah, the, the the percentage may be less, but there's still a chance people to get COVID. And so when I when you start talking about and I understand when you start talking about bubbles, and I understand this, I understand that we're trying to do whatever we can. But man, you start talking about bubbles, and then you start talking about traveling bubbles. It's we're already trying to do that and keeping players um, on tier one and tier two. Uh, isolated in a lot of ways. I, Sam, I guess what Keyshawn was alluding to is, is, yeah, I understand the NFL is trying to do that, but guys, you know, still have the optionality, depending upon what state they're in, to do things when they're not at the practice facility, right? So I, I guess trying to limit the fact that, hey, if you have kids, your kids are going to school. Some other states, your kids aren't going to school. Uh, maybe your wives are getting together for parties or going to events. So I guess trying to take all those things out of the equation, yes, you still are in the plane, but if your team and the staff is isolating, it shouldn't be a thing if you're continuously being tested and you're isolating to be on a plane together, coming into a stadium, then playing the game, then leaving in that same isolation period. Uh, if every team had taken those kind of protocols, could that be something that works? I think that's what Keyshawn was alluding to. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, and I hear and I hear that, but I still, and this is just me, Sam Acho, just opining, right? I still believe that if you do if you do that, and then somebody tests positive, and then what, right? Because I understand state by state there are different rules, but also there are rules within the NFL saying, hey, it's a it's a couple couple thousand dollar fine, right? A high number if you're if you get caught pretty much breaking these protocols. There are players on the Raiders and other teams, even staff and coaches getting fined. Right? The coaches got fined fifty or $100,000 for not wearing masks on the sidelines, things like that. And so there are hefty fines that are put in place for players. And I hear what you're saying as far as, well, try and make even a, a stricter bubble. And that's, I think that's probably coming next, if I'm being totally honest, some type of stricter bubble. I'm just saying, Sam, but, you can't find me if you don't know what I'm doing. Right? Like, if I'm at home and I go out with my friends, you don't know. If you don't see me out with my friends, you don't know what I'm doing. I may not be with other teammates, but I, st yeah, I still may not be responsible. That You take those factors out of it when you confine a team to one specific location. That's all I'm saying. You still don't in a lot of ways, Jay. Like, you played ball, and Keyshawn, you played as well. People can find ways to, to, to get around systems, no matter how strict your type of system is. You can find a way to slip, slide around it, right? Where, even Whether there's curfews, whether... People can find ways, even if there's a hotel. No, no, that's true. Hey, Sam, no, that's true. But what I'm specifically saying is the hotels within that city, within that region, lock it down. No one comes in. No one goes out. If you're not with our organization, there's a no-no. The sacrifice is you may be without your family. From a number standpoint from NFL owners, the teams make about $200 million a year each. For that small sacrifice to pay for those things will cost them probably 25 at the low million to about 40, 35 to 40 at the high to save this season and to make sure that that investment is moving forward so that they can get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I believe, I, and I actually believe, I, I believe this. I believe that. I don't think that money is is, uh, is a hindrance or an issue. I believe that because um, as as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty solid idea, right? And, I, and I, you know, but I and I think there's some credit to that, and some credence to that, because um, it takes away, right? It takes away maybe wives, wives or kids or any types of interactions. But I still think there's still ways for players to test positive, even with those restrictions in place. And I still think you have to answer that question. 
if and when those positives happen? It's the question of, okay, what do we do now? Right. Let's say that regional bubble didn't work because of a, uh, something on a plane or something at a different hotel or a different bus or maybe when guys are playing and now somebody gets it. Right. We saw Patrick Mahomes dap up uh, Stefan Gilmore. And I mean, he's like, oh, mental lapse of, of judgment. What, what do you do then? That's all I'm saying. And I think that's a um, I think that's the, the kind of question you got to continue to have. Right. I'm not, you know, to answer the question. Yeah, you could try that. We could try that. And I think and maybe it'll maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. You know, but then what happens if it doesn't? That's a fair point. In fair addition point. to being the uh, vice president there of the NFL Players Association, Sam's also an author. He's got a new book, Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. It'll be out next Tuesday, October 13th. Best of luck with the book launch. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Great, passionate conversation. Appreciate Absolutely. you, Sam. I appreciate it. You know, Zub, Jay Will, uh, Key, I appreciate y'all, man. I always love being on with you guys and talking. Yes, sir. Respect, bro. Thank you. Great stuff. And in just a couple minutes, we're going to break down some of the tiers. We're going to be talking a lot about tiers here and what this specifically means, especially if more teams have an outbreak and they decide to prioritize players and staff. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sam brought it up. I do think it's really important to make sure we get that there. That'll be on the way. But first, a little Sports Center, and then Mr. Monday Night. We're going to start with a little bit of baseball. Let's go from the senior circuit, then we'll get into the junior circuit. Keys, Dodgers, looking great. They put the Padres on the brink of elimination. The Braves have essentially done the same thing to the Marlins. Both of those two teams have a 2-0 series lead in their best-of-five league division series. Both series resume today. Los Angeles, final first pitch of the day, and they could close it out. The Braves with the first first pitch of the day, they could close it out as well. In the American League, the Rays with a payroll $80 million less than Jays Yankees could take out the Bronx Bombers today after an 8-4 win last night. They're up 2-1. They won 8 of 10 in the regular season against the Yankees and the domination, to a degree, <laughs> at least last night, continues in the postseason. And the A's have decided to wake up and join the league division series. They've cut the deficit in half. <laughs> With the Houston Astros again. All four games today being played. All eight teams left trying to win Major League Baseball's World Series. The 2020 playoffs, unlike any other. All four games can be heard this morning. Or excuse me, throughout the day, of course, on ESPN Radio. And that will do it for your Sports Center update. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And a reminder, Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. If the next step for your business is finding a high-impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high impact. Terms and conditions apply. Mr. Monday Night, as I just mentioned a moment ago, is Lou Riddick. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Synthetic motor oils from Pennzoil are made from natural gas. Gives the unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE. 5W30. Lou, right before you came on, we were speaking to Sam Acho. He's the executive committee vice president of the National Football League Players Association. So essentially, a guy that really speaks for all the guys on all the 32 teams, all 55-man rosters. They have put new rules into place, obviously, as we learn things. There are modifications. I want you to take a listen to the newest things that they have proposed and have implemented, and then we will get your thoughts. Hmm. Well, do we have that from Sam? So what we're seeing is somewhat of a massive shift now. We had a call just yesterday with the with the entire NFL board of representatives. And the day before, we had a call with the player representative saying, what measures do we need to take 
in order to stop the outbreak. And we are seeing an outbreak. We saw Tennessee have a total of 19 players and staff, tier one or two personnel, test positive for COVID and games get canceled or delayed. Lou, I just want to quickly mention this because I think this is really important for everybody. I know you know this, but for people that are just following the story now, it continues to roll. The tier system. I just want to mention this and I get your comments on Acho. So just so everybody is up to speed. Tier one, players, coaches, trainers, physicians, and necessary personnel. Tier two, GMs, team presidents, football ops guys. Team three, in-house media, field managers, people that do transportation, stadium or event facilities. So those are the tiers we are mentioning. What do you make of Acho's comments? Yeah, I, I couldn't hear all of it, what he said, but I, but I would say this, you know, look, as far as them trying to explore what else do they, do they need to do, especially when you're talking about tier one and two, tier two people, you know, anything short of necessarily putting them in a bubble, which is something that I, I just don't know if you can do at this point in time. I don't know if you can retroactively put these guys in, in that kind of situation and have it work out to where everyone's going to agree to that. I think what, what this is what's going to come down to is this. Really, the long and short of it is this. We are in a pandemic. It's going to be hard to have people really confine themselves in such a way that not really not where they're just confining themselves, meaning the players, but to make sure that their families and anyone else that they can be exposed to. It's going to be really hard to get them to consistently and 100 percent make sure that they're not putting themselves in any kind of situation that could have some kind of adverse effect on the individual player and or coaching staff or training staff individual who could then take it back to the facility. It, it really is hard to do this, especially in a time where. The coronavirus right now is exploding all over the place once again as we move into the fall and winter and in the flu season. It really is hard. But what I will say, though, is this. And, my, and I, I go back to what Mike Tomlin said before the season started. That is that you have to make sure that you take personal accountability and understand that any time that you make a decision that you know is potentially putting you in harm's way or exposing you to the risk of coronavirus, not only, you're, you're not only just doing it to yourself. But if one of you fails, we could all fail. And that means you cannot take, take chances with situations where you're not wearing a mask in public. You're getting around others who you don't know where or you can't account for every place that they have been at every moment of the day. So you automatically have to assume that everyone is a suspect and you have to be willing to make this kind of sacrifice if you want to make sure that you're giving yourself the best possible chance to succeed and have this season play out. If you aren't willing to make that sacrifice, and I said this back in August, if you aren't willing to make that sacrifice, then just don't play. Opt out, get out, because one slip up where you feel like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it today. I'm not feeling like making that sacrifice today. I really don't want to put this mask on one more time today. I want to just go out and talk to somebody without having this mask up on my face. If you can't make that kind of sacrifice, you have to get out. You have to excuse yourself because one slip up and you can bring the whole thing down. I don't know necessarily what happened in Tennessee. I hear all the reports that everyone else is hearing. But it's, but it sounds like it's going to end up ultimately being a situation where someone or someone's, some a group of people decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go off on my own and do my own thing right now because... That's just what I feel like doing, and, and I'm just and – and you're not thinking about the greater good here. You're not thinking about the collective. And it's tough. It's tough on all of us. It's tough on, on – look, we have people at ESPN traveling all over the country right now trying to televise – trying to broadcast football games, college and pro, and everyone's having to make sacrifices. It's not fun for anybody. It really isn't. 
But if one of you fail, if one of us fail, we could all fail, especially if there is something we could have done about it. And we know that, it isn't, that we're not going to bat a thousand on this. We're not going to be perfect on it. There's going to be positives. But as long as it's one of those where you were still trying to do everything the right way, I think that's something that I think all players, all tier one, tier two, all owners would be willing to live with. It's just when if you go outside of the protocols that you know that you have to follow and then you then all of a sudden something blows up because you went outside of the parameters that we all needed to agree to. That's where the problem is. I, I just there is no 100 percent fail safe solution in this thing short of. And I've heard you guys talk about this, heard you guys talking about this, a totally confined, 100 percent secure and safe bubble, which we're past that point now. We're past that. And I don't think that was ever really a feasible possibility in the NFL like it was with the NBA. We're past that point. This is going to require tremendous sacrifice on the part of everyone. And you have to consciously think, if I decide to let my guard down, what it could do to not just me, but what it could do to the other 54 guys on that roster and all the other people who are within that building that you are currently, you know, as, that is your place of employment, what it could do and how it could put the entire season in jeopardy, not just for that team, but for multiple other teams if it gets out of control. That's what it's always come down. That's what it was going to come down to from the very beginning. And that's what's still going to determine whether or not we are able to finish out this season. It's simple as that. Well said. Complete and total trust. The big question is, do we actually have it? Safety first, as Lou said. And Lou, safe travels to you as you head down to New Orleans right now. Charger Saints with Hurricane Delta bearing down. Still scheduled for Louisiana Monday night. Safe travels, and we'll see you early next week. Be careful, Lou. You bet. All right, All right man. Take care, guys. You got it. That's Lou Riddick. We'll take it or shake it after Jay has this. Your day is busy enough, so come into Shell and get three things done at once. First, fill up with the Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline to help keep your engine running like new. Then, save up with the Fuel Rewards Program and never pay full price for gas again. And finally, snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell and engines that continuously use Shelby Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. See full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Download the DraftKings app today and use code KJZ to get in on all the action. While serving in Iraq, an IED took both my legs, but it didn't take my spirit. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I'm Greg Gadsden, Army veteran. DAV helps veterans and their families get the benefits they've earned. Today, I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and public speaker. With the right support, more veterans can reach victories great and small. My victory is just being the best that I can be. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Britannia Season 2 is only on Epics. We are a goal. Show no mercy. Run. I'm coming for you. Critics are calling it a powerful drama. He's the only thing we'll fear. Get her down! And so radical, it must be revered. She will be stronger than kings! A sword and sorcery epic in the absence of Game of Thrones. Please. This is your part. Britannia Season 2 Sundays. Get the channel or the app.
We're giving away three Blu-ray gift sets of The Last Dance. The Emmy Award-winning sports doc I just mentioned. The Blu-ray gift set also includes over four hours of bonus features, special packaging, 28-page gallery books, stunning photography. It'll be released just in time for the holidays. So if you've got a Michael Jordan fan in the family, get ready. The limited Blu-ray set makes the perfect gift for the basketball fanatic in your life. We pin the tweet to the top of our Twitter feed. So here's all you have to do at KeyJNZ. Retweet our post. With the hashtag, The Last Dance Radio Sweep. I'll say that again. Hashtag, The Last Dance Radio Sweeps. And follow both at KeyJNZ, that's our Twitter feed, and at ESPN Radio on Twitter. Again, just retweet our contest post with the hashtag, The Last Dance Radio Sweeps. And follow both the Twitter feeds, ours, at KeyJNZ and at ESPN Radio on Twitter. How easy is that? You have until the end of today's show, and we're going to let you go to the hilt, 9.59.59 a.m. Eastern. You won't get that last second back, but get in there before 10 a.m. Eastern for your chance to win the Last Dance Blu-ray gift set. For complete contest rules, you can go to ESPNRadio.com. And the one sitting on our table is mine, so... Oh, you've claimed it. Yeah, I'm, but we got others that he we're going to give you. He done tried to steal it a couple <laughs> times already. See, there you go. Now you're going to have uh, people thinking... Uh, stop. Stop it. Don't even sit. Don't go there. Do not say it. I'm definitely not saying it. Let's no, take it or shake it. You can't say it. You can't say it. He can't. <laughs> Let's take it or shake it. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Shake it. Take it or shake it. This is simple. You take it, it's a yes. You shake it, let's toss it. Take it or shake it is brought to you by Granger. And this is something, if you've been listening to us here the last little while, a lot of passionate discussion. And this is the end game, folks. I mean, this is the crescendo moment. The Super Bowl will be pushed back due to COVID-19. Take it or shake it, Key. Take it. Take it. I think, I think it'll, we're, we're getting into that kind of gray area now where they're going to start to look at how to move that thing back as this season continues to come with COVID outbreaks at different teams. So, yeah, I think it will. I think, it. you know, they, they, they'll be able to push it back a week. It'll be fine. March Madness for the Super Bowl? I look, to be frank with you, I don't care if it's in March. I don't care if it's in April. As long as it comes down to a completion, I'm good. Good stuff. March Great weather at that time of year in Tampa anyway. Absolutely. And they're definitely having a March Madness 21. That could be an unbelievable month. Take it or shake it. Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP this season. Shake it. Shake it. I think, it'll, I think Russell Wilson will, will separate himself, you know, as we get into the back end of the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be right there with him. But Russell Wilson hasn't gotten one, let alone he hasn't gotten a single vote. In his entire NFL career. Not Ridic one vote. Ridiculous. So I think that they'll just give him that. You know how they do in the NBA. They get tired of watching the same guys over and over and over. And it might just be his time. Let's give it to Barkley instead of Jordan that one year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Even though for Key, a couple of days ago, Aaron Rodgers has a slight edge. Slight edge. He still has over a slight Russell edge. I'm not the one with the vote, though. Okay. I'm saying. It's normally take it or shake it. <laughs> Key might go rake it on this one. Uh, the Heat shock the world and win Friday night what? the NBA Finals. Next question. Shake it, man. Come Shake on. it. Shake it, man. You, you wasted Come minutes on, now. Not going to happen. They're not coming. They're not, They're not winning back. three in a row. Three in a row? That's They're not, not winning three in a row. Even if AD or LeBron had to miss time, they're not winning three in a row. Here's the question. Will the Chiefs win 16 in a row over 17 weeks. The Chiefs will go undefeated in the regular season. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Yeah, shake it. it. They won't go undefeated. Too hard. No, it's too hard. And and I don't think Andy Reid and I don't I don't think Andy Reid is looking to go undefeated. I don't think that at all. I think he just wants to win football games, get back to the Super Bowl, and win a Super Bowl. Well, if they go to the Super Bowl at eight and eight, he's happy. 
Let's have a bet here. I'll wear something else that you'll tell me to wear. Oh, I, don't I, do that. I, I, I'm going to I'm gonna take the Chiefs to go undefeated. Okay. Granted, I'll take, granted, I'll take granted, that bet. Something COVID bet. happens. Like, I, I can't have a player out due to COVID. The, now here we if go. everybody's healthy, I'm taking them. Here to be we go. I'll get your thoughts in I a second. Hedge. So Jay has the, he's reserving the right to change his mind based on world events, which yes. I think is totally fair. That's Great. fair. Thank you, Zubin. What, what, what if it's 15-0 because they lose a game? I mean, they have to, you know. That's undefeated. Okay, so you take that. You well, you know, fifteen and zero is undefeated. Okay, right? I'm just saying you take that. I just want to make sure because you 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 said the bet, then you try to say well, somebody hurt somebody is. Well, if it works out in my favor, yeah. You don't really want that bet. Real quick, but I might put you in something like that, <laughs> like Zubin's outfit. No, like the mask. But uh, you are. <laughs> what's wrong with you? Go ahead, Zubin. <laughs> Granger helps your business move forward with supplies and solutions for every industry, safety, recovery guides, 24-7 support, and more. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. You get, yeah, coming off of last night's debate, you get a rebuttal here oh, on gosh. his thoughts about going undefeated. Politics <laughs> reason. It's, 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 well, wait, not, wait, wait. Only 23 days. Oh, I can't interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. What? They, they're not going to go undefeated. Give you have two minutes. You really oh, don't. Do <laughs> you get to make up time? Do you get to make up time? I don't, I'm, I don't know what the rules are. I am talking. <laughs> Can I finish? Um, it, it, they, Andy Reid's not going to want to do it. Coaches don't want to do those sort of things. We saw the New England Patriots do it because they got tired of everybody harassing them about cheating. So they wanted to prove to everyone, we don't need to cheat. If they win every game, one game at a time, and they just find themselves in that situation, they're not going to tell their team, let's lose this game because I don't want to be undefeated. Once the NFL team... We have to clinched. go to break, Keyshawn. We have oh, to see, go to break. That, go ahead, Zuba. Go ahead, Zuba. <laughs> That's exactly what happened last night. <laughs> Defense wins championships in baseball. We'll explain. College football, it's the game you wake up early on Saturdays for, even though kickoff isn't until 7. The game where the Goodyear blimp becomes a Hall of Famer. The game that goes just beyond school, spirit, fandom, or love of the sport. It's the game where the comebacks happen. It's the game where anything can and will happen, as long as you have the drive. Because college football is the game that moves you. We get it because it moves us too. Goodyear, more driven. It's time for some straight talk. You know what covering your bases is in baseball, right? Making sure you have no holes in your defense. Well, that's the kind of coverage you get with Straight Talk Wireless. And you'll pay up to 50% less than big carriers and still use their same networks. Just 45 bucks a month gets you the unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data and 2G. No contract, no mystery fees. Fully covering your bases for 50% less. Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. When you call a Dell Technologies advisor, you're talking to someone who isn't waiting for their turn to speak, but who actually wants to hear what you have to say. They're focused on you, ready to give advice on everything from laptops to the cloud and offer tailored solutions powered by Intel vPro platform to keep your small business ready for what's next. Our advisors listen so you know your small business needs have been heard. Call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Cleanings, checkups, and cavities. Have Dr. Chang's dental practice at capacity. Patient in room one is getting a root canal. The x-rays in room two are going to have to wait. We're down to one hygienist. It's time to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. 
The moment you sponsor a job on Indeed, you get a short list of quality candidates from our resume database. Indeed delivers two and a half times more hires than the other branded job sites combined, according to Breezy HR 2019. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get a $75 credit for your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338. that I sit there and I watch as a fan being like, okay, here we go. It just seems like things are on the side for the Dodgers. Like there's that luck element that factors into any championship key. Sometimes I sound just like him. It's crazy. Man, go ahead and talk. <laughs> Don't listen to this dude, man. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to talk about the Titans and everything that's going on in the NFL that's swirling. Every day brings something new with some very interesting commentary that you may not have heard this morning. Hang tight for that. But first, hey, look, Jay said it. It was a great night to be. Keys Dodgers. Bellinger was terrific. Now, uh, Cody's dad, Clay, who played with the Yankees, wasn't exactly a great night for the Yankees. So let's just get into all of it because we've got baseball's two biggest brands. Key won the Dodgers, looking to put the Padres on the brink in advance today. Yankees on the brink of elimination today. Trying to stay alive. Trying to stay alive, save their season. All four games today resume in the playoffs and are all on ESPN Radio. Since Jay mentioned Bellinger flying away to deep center, why don't we start with your dad? Well, we, I would say we have something that they want dearly and bad, right? Our pitching. And I think whenever you look at our pitching, our pitching is one of the strongest uh, that we have on our team. I mean, it, 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 until we get to the back end and the closer and Kenley Jansen. Other than that, when you're dealing with Kershaw and the bats are doing what they're doing and everybody is sacrificed, you know, you got Max Muncy who's who's uh, advancing runners. You you obviously have Cody Bellinger who hit the big home run, who also saved a big home run there in the seventh inning where if that ball goes out the park, it's now five for Padres. Instead, he goes up, climbs the wall at about eight feet, gets it, brings it back down. I, I think when you look at it, though, Kershaw gave up three runs, back-to-back homers there in the sixth inning. I don't know if he started to slow down, tire out, or whatever the case is, but he's been known throughout the playoffs to give up back-to-back jacks to Individuals. I, this was. A, I looked it up. I thought it was his fourth time. It actually is his third time hmm. in his postseason career giving up back-to-back home runs. With that being said, he goes out. We now use our closer after we have a stopper in there. Our closer and Kenley Jansen just wasn't getting it done. Gave up two runs, which spooked us. Closed the gap a little bit. His cutter, his fastball, his cutter were clocking in and around. 88 to 92 miles an hour, and it just wasn't clicking. Eventually, the skipper Dave Robinson yanked him, put in Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly scared me there for a minute because he walked back-to-back guys in Machado and Fernando uh, 
Batista Jr. and said to himself, okay, now I got to try to figure out this last batter to get him out. He grounded out. We got him out, got out of the inning, cleaned it up. Now we're looking at tonight to close it out. That'll be the final first pitch of the night. Before that, the Yankees will take on the Rays, trying to save their season. Jay, the Rays took 8 of 10 from the Yankees in the regular season with a payroll that is $80 million uh, yeah, less. I know, I don't want to $80 million dollars less. Garrett Cole's making more than the entire Rays team. I would love to have the Dodgers pitching on our team. Um, I'll just say this. The one quick thing about, I'm going to sound like you, Zubin, one quick thing about the end <laughs> of the quick. game, the theatrics with the Dodgers. <laughs> Um, Padres game, I loved. Oh, great. I loved. They the end of the game, of the end of the game, yeah. just seeing Gratterall celebrate, which I'm okay with, and then see him blowing a kiss to Manny Machado. Like, I, I know people, baseball traditionalists will not like that, but me as a fan, I love when I see that type of trash talking. I, the energy of that just makes me more intrigued to watch those games. No, it's, it, it is fun when that happens. Machado hits the Machado hits the home run and throws the bat. Yeah, it wasn't a bat flip. That was no, a bat that was throw. throw. And then he says some stuff that I can't say, but I like that too. I mean, talking trash is part of it. You better deliver, though. No and question. so far, they haven't delivered. All I'm going to say for the Yankees uh, in game four coming up, Jordan Montgomery. Has um, it's a, it's a big game for him. Hasn't pitched in the postseason. Hasn't pitched the game since September 24th. Um, it's going to be, and we have Garrett Cole that will come on in game five. We're able to get there, but that's going to be a big time game for him. Michael K will be joining us at 830 to talk Yankees baseball even more. Indeed, Michael K, the voice of the Yankees and a host on our flagship station, 98.7 ESPN, with the Yankees backs against the wall. Who better to dig into with a guy that's been covering the team for decades? All morning long, we have been covering a very interesting story about what exactly is going to happen moving forward with the NFL, with the outbreaks. With the New England Patriots, the outbreaks with the Tennessee Titans, who obviously have the lion's share of outbreaks, 20-plus team personnel, etc., and obviously what's going on with the Las Vegas Raiders. We had Sam Acho, Vice President, NFL Players Association, join us earlier this morning. There are some new implementations that have been put in place for the protocol to try to tighten things up a little bit. Here's what Sam had to say this morning, then we'll want to get your thoughts on the other side. A lot of the reason why uh, the outbreak spread in Tennessee was because players were trying to get together because the facility was was closed, right? And that's not to say that coaches weren't involved as well in, in helping that thing spread. But the, the fact of the matter is both players and coaches in some way, shape, or form have not been following protocol. So that's pretty obvious, Jay. So I asked him to clarify, and he said the same thing over again. I just want to make sure that we announce this because I think it's pretty big news. He said that the COVID spread because of the workout after they were told that they couldn't be in the facility anymore. I think that's, that's pretty big news, right? That's a distinction. Because I, 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 I've been reading about this, you know, for the last couple of days, and I didn't, I, I've never heard that, nor have I ever seen that. So, look, and I know that then the rule came out the day afterwards because that workout happened on the Wednesday. Then Thursday is when the NFL announced that, hey, no large gatherings outside of the workout facility for any of the team players. But I think that's pretty groundbreak, groundbreaking news, Keith. Well, no, it, it's interesting. Now my brain starts to wonder, okay, they work out together at the facility, right? They, they do that. What transpired different from the facility workout to wherever they were at the high school was the high school contaminated like what what trans like how did it get there were they not wearing their mask at the facility i mean at the at the uh workout at the high school because clearly at the facility they must have been 
working out with their mask or whatever the protocols are. Well, that's still under, under investigation, right? I think the NFL is still trying to determine overall, correct, Zuman, if everybody was wearing their mask and actually following protocol correctly. Absolutely. And the NFL, once again, I just want to emphasize, the NFL said time and time again, the protocols are not the problem. It is the flouting of the protocols. It's not the rules. It's people's inability to follow the rules, which is essentially what Sam Acho just said there. I want to quickly mention, if you've got any thoughts on it, what should the Titans penalty be? If any penalties at all, Mike Bravel has come out and said we've done everything we can. You shouldn't punish us for something that's ravaging the world. We're doing everything we possibly can. The NFL investigating. What should they do? Your thoughts. You play Discipline, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You could also hit us up on our Twitter feed at KeyJNZ if you want to contact us that way. What should the Titans' penalties be, if anything? Real quick, guys, I want to mention... Want to mention? The <laughs> just keep putting that money in there. <laughs> I don't even say anything anymore. I just write it down in the ledger. If things keep getting worse, and we all seemingly agree they're going to get worse to some degree, for sure. <laughs> keep busting out the ten dollar bill for him. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, thank you. Go. There you go. Thank go ahead you. and put it in there. I'll, I'll pay back with interest. Okay. <laughs> so here's the thing. As we move forward, we are going to hear about tiers. And this is just something I want to get into people's minds right now because this is important when it comes to the delineation, who's allowed to do what, who's near what. Tier one, when you hear tier one with regards to players exposed, people exposed, organizational members exposed, just remember this because this is be big. Tier one. Players, coaches, trainers, doctors, all those people. That is tier one. So when you hear things moving forward, tier two, general managers, team presidents, football operations guys, assistant coaches, the video guys. Tier three, those would be like the in-house media, the field managers, the security, people to help the event. The important thing to remember is one, two, three. One is furthest from three, meaning if you're tier three, you're the furthest away from people in tier one. So if you're event security or you're a field manager, you're unlikely to come into contact with Stefan Gilmore or Cam Newton. So just keep that in mind as we continue to see how this story develops. Tier one for the major personnel that we all know, tier two, huge support staff, tier three, people that support the stadium. Just an important distinction to know, fellas. Now, we have an idea about what the Titans penalty should be. We want to hear your thoughts. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Anthony is in Pennsylvania. He's on ESPN Radio this morning. Anthony, what should the Titans penalty be? Well, first of all, I want to say, Keyshawn, you've always been one of my favorite receivers, and I wish you would have went to my Steelers, but you didn't. But I still love watching you when you played, my brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. But listen, here's the deal. I feel like this. Even though, like you guys said, there's not a lot that can be done, but if you go outside of protocol and you got a game coming up and your team cannot play, that should go down as a loss for you and a win for the other team if they did everything they're supposed to do. Because the bad part about it is, like what the Steelers said, uh, like what Ben said, they on the short end of the stick because because of the fact they had to have a bye week so early. Now you got to play 13 straight weeks. And if you get in the playoffs, those. So you're going to be tired unless you do that good to where you can get that first round bye. What do you guys think? I, I, the, 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 the Ben comment, it, it fell on deaf ears for me, to be honest with you. Um, I know that everybody thinks that these buys are so important that, you know, that you can recover from it and all those sort of things. 
look, if you if you really need recovery, just get some extra treatment, right? I mean, in these situations, you've got to understand what took place when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. you got to understand what took place no matter what fan you are of a team. You can't just assume that, okay, because we now have to alter our schedule, you're getting in the way of what we're trying to accomplish, so therefore you're doing us a disservice. I, I, don't, I just don't see it that way. I, I agree with what the caller said. I mean, look, it's 13 weeks right into the playoffs, and for a guy like Big Ben, I, like, like I've always stated, it all depends upon how it affects you individually. So for him and his team, he's also coming off a season-ending elbow surgery, right? So elbow injury. So I, I think for him, hey, could that week off of rest do wonders for him? Maybe it could for him. Maybe for Keyshawn it doesn't because his body was built differently. His body could handle things differently. But maybe for, Certainly built differently. Certainly <laughs> built differently, yes. yes for for sure. a guy like Big Ben who <laughs> coming off injury, it's probably a big thing for him and his team. There's no doubt about that. Guys, I want to quickly mention one thing that's coming in from the NFL. Adam Schefter just reported this on Get Up over on ESPN. This is huge, and we're obviously going to talk about this throughout the morning now. Every day it's something new from the NFL, breaking news-wise, fellas. The Titans-Bills... And the Pats-Broncos games this weekend are in jeopardy. I don't think anybody was surprised the Titans-Bills was in jeopardy. I, I, I said that the Chiefs-Broncos game should be in jeopardy. Yep, so now it'll be the, uh, the Pats and the Broncos. That could also be in jeopardy. So he focused a bit on the Titans, who haven't been in their building for over a week, Adam did, adding that if Tennessee cannot play this weekend, the NFL might go to a playoff format not based on wins, but winning percentage. Now, that's something Major League Baseball tried. Remember, they were all going to try to get in 60, and they said, listen, I don't know if we can get 60 in. If we can't get 60 in, we're going to have to do it by the team's winning percentage. So, again, just to reiterate Schefter's breaking news on Get Up moments ago, Titans, Bills, no shocker, Pats, Broncos, that game also in jeopardy, essentially saying that if the Titans can't go, so that would be another game yeah, another the game. Titans would miss. Right? Remember, the Steelers game already has been postponed, moved to Week 7. So if the Titans now have to miss a second game, there may not be a way to make that up, considering what might happen moving forward with other teams we're not even thinking about right now. The NFL could perhaps go to a playoff format. And by the way, remember, for the first time in 30 years, they changed their playoff format to add two more teams. And now there might be another wrinkle, which would be not basing it on wins, but win percentage. Much more on that coming. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. We'll talk NBA, but first, A to Z. From New York to L.A. and everywhere in between, from A to Z. Let's run through it real quick at the Major League Baseball playoffs. Cody Bellinger hit a home run. He robbed a home run. Dodgers win, and they lead the series with the Padres 2-0. The League Division Series, as you recall, is best of five, so San Diego is on the brink. The Rays pushing the Yankees to the brink of elimination. They're up 2-1 after an 8-4 win. The A's showing some signs of life. They rally against the Strohs. That's now 2-1 Houston. And the Braves, 4-0 this postseason. Brilliant pitching, 2-0 over the Marlins yesterday, so they're up 2-0, putting Derek Jeter and the Fish on the brink. All four series resume today. First pitch, 2-0 Eastern between the Braves and the Marlins. 
You'll hear every single game on ESPN Radio. One quick football note with Sam Darnold's sprained right shoulder still ailing. The Jets will take Joe Flacco out of the mothballs and start him Sunday <laughs> against the Arizona Cardinals, according to still head coach Adam Gase. Darnold, who is considered week-to-week, was injured during last Thursday's loss, as you may recall, to the Denver Broncos. I just don't understand how you put Sam back in the game. You're not going anywhere. Man hurt his shoulder. Why would you put him back in? Because they're the Jets. They put Le'Veon back in a few weeks ago. Gay said he regretted it. I just don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. Gangrene. That's what you get. Let's talk a little NBA. We got the finals coming up. Game uh, number five will be tomorrow. Jay Will will be there at the Countdown Crew at 8.30 Eastern. Mark Spears, senior writer for the Undefeated. Mark J. Spears joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. You can check him out on the stop Sunday at 5 Eastern on ESPN. This is going to be an opportunity to really illuminate the experience that black Americans have had with law enforcement and its long-lasting impact. So check out Mark's contributions to that on the stop Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Mark, looking forward to seeing that. It's bigger than just basketball. That being said... Um, Key's already clapping like it's over. Let's pretend, or let's look ahead as if it's over. It's a season unlike any other. Social justice, the bubble, crowning a champion 11 months later. How would you sum up where we are to this point right now in basketball with the season being over potentially tomorrow night? Well, well Key's going to tell you they're wearing those, those Kobe jerseys. They're undefeated in those Kobe jerseys, right? 4-0? So, wearing them tomorrow night. Wearing them tomorrow night. And then there, there's... There's so many people that want to go home. Media might be rooting for the Lakers, <laughs> you know. But man, I, you know, I, I ain't gonna count out Jimmy Butler just yet, man. He loves stuff like this, uh, you know. I, I'm gonna let the game play, and uh, I know the Miami Heat's gonna show off. Perhaps two days helps Bam Adebayo. But here's the thing: just, just really looking at it, if LeBron does what he did against. Denver in that last game, everybody's going home. He's going to have to put that Superman cape on, take them to the finish line, exude his his will. And I haven't seen that much this series, but he's going to have to take it home. When you look at it, Mark, in LeBron now, fourth NBA title if he wins with three different teams. Fourth NBA title with three different teams. And I know people are going to talk about legacy and all that, but where would that legacy stand for you? Well, I mean, he's on four different teams because he wants to be on four different teams. So uh, I don't know if that impresses me. But in terms of his legacy, he's one of the tops. He's one of the top three. He's elite. I don't know that there's anything more he needs to do. He's under Mount Rushmore. Um and beauty is an eye to behold him. Many would say he's the best ever. So I I think what this does more is gets it done in L.A. Like if he would have came and gone from L.A. without a championship, that, that, that might have been something that would have been a ding on his on his resume. You, you have to you can't go to L.A. and be him and not get him a championship. So I, I would assume that of his titles. Outside of the first one in Cleveland, this one will probably be second in terms of what it means. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got a little emotional afterwards. Mark, let me go back to the beginning of your statement. Would you, or do you hold it against LeBron 
that he'll probably get his fourth title with his third different team? No, no, but I'm not. Because you didn't seem like you didn't seem, you didn't, it didn't seem like that impressed you at all. It seemed like it kind of bothered. No, you no, it, I'm impressed you. with the rings. I'm not impressed with the teams. That, I mean, that, that doesn't the, the fact that it's on four different teams when he decided it's on four different teams doesn't mean anything to me. Is what I'm saying. Okay, uh, when I you know, when I think about LeBron, he could have been in Cleveland this whole time. I mean, it's not like he got traded. <laughs> well, that, well, that's that's the point I was trying to dig down with you. Like, is yeah. this you know is, is this a thing that are you a fan? Would you have rather seen LeBron James stay with one team? and win championships with that one team instead of the way he did it? Because that's what it feels like when you answer that question initially. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I, I just finished a book with Spencer Haywood, uh, Spencer Haywood Rules, and he fought for free agency. Kurt Flood fought for free agency. So I, I'll never tell a man that he has to stay somewhere because they got drafted. You know, it, it's his prerogative to play wherever he wants to play. Um, and I think as pro athletes, you guys, certainly respect that you know you, you guys aren't no slaves you can't just you know stay where they tell you to stay but i'm not i'm just saying i'm not impressed by the fact that with different teams because that's what he chose to do but, you know um you know the only that, reason I, I'm, I'm impressed i'm impressed with the volume not the jerseys is what i'm saying yeah no I, I get it mark the only reason why i'm somewhat impressed with it especially from a laker standpoint is the fact that LeBron James, if he wins this title, everything that has endured 2020, and then go and put all of this weight from the Kobe Bryant death to the pandemic to the injustice to the bubble to all of the haters and just everything that comes with being LeBron James. And I know you said... Cleveland would be number one. To me, yeah. this one would be number one because of yeah. all of those things. Yeah. You know, to me, like everybody keeps saying that there, there should be an asterisk for winning in this bubble. And I, I definitely think there should because of the, the difficulty of it. You know, to be in one place for, for three months, to not have a home game, um, to not be around family members, like this team which it looks like it's going to be the Lakers, should be cherished. Maybe they should get a little bit bigger trophy. I, I, I think this was extremely difficult to do. And I almost think you have to have lived here to understand that. So I, I look, and the Lakers are playing who's in front of them. I mean, they haven't played anybody higher than a third seed, and it's not their fault, you know. Blame the Clippers. Blame the Bucks. You know, blame Toronto for for not holding up to their side of the bargain. Um, in, in terms of Kobe, I, I know this is the franchise he played for, but league-wide, I think that, that was a collective pain. So I, 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 I know he played for the Lakers, but there's a lot of people in this league hurting over his passing, including myself still. So, um, But I, I do think that having done what they've done here, when they, it could have mentally broken them, is extremely amazing to me. Mark, Charles Barkley came out about a month ago, and I, I echoed his sentiment on air 
where I said, you know, we shouldn't vilify people that choose to stand for the national anthem for whatever reason they decide to stand. If that's showing honor to our country, yeah. loved ones, people who are vets, all that. You, you know, you can't be a hypocrite, right? You can't ask for something in return and all these other things. You wrote a pretty incredible piece on why Myers Leonard has been standing for the national anthem and how his teammates have supported that aspect. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, you know, so from the beginning, Myers Leonard... Um, has stood during the national anthem. He's also wore a Black Lives Matter T-shirt um, during the national anthem as well. So I, I certainly, when he when he did that, I wanted to talk to him. Very curious as to his decision. And what I was told was he truly agonized before that first game on how the world was going to see it and how it was going to be perceived. But his, his you know brothers in the Marines, um, he loves the military. This is a guy who wears military clothes every day. Um, when you answer him, when he affirms a question, he says, Roger. Like, he he feels like if he kneels, it's disrespectful to his brother. But at the same time, he, he will tell you that I also am respectful to the plight of the African-American and the pain that uh, our people are going through. So I think what it does, Jay, you know, because you might not agree with everything, but that's where we have to have these discussions. You know, if me as a black man, I want somebody to respect the fact that I kneel, I got to respect their decision as long as it's not in, in a malice and a harmful and an evil way. And Myers Leonard definitely has a good heart. This dude has spent like the last two and a half, three months talking to all his black de teammates trying to learn more. Uh, he called home uh, to a small town he's from and talked to a, a fellow white person who didn't understand the Black Lives Matter movement, and he explained it to him. And now he's hopeful that that man will explain it to somebody else. You know, he's like, hey, I'm a product of my environment that didn't include any black people. So now I think what he's doing has been educational for him, but it's been educational for me, too hearing his side and, and hearing how what it's like in a different part of the world that doesn't have black people. So uh, I, I think that I've learned a lot from him. He's learned a lot from being here. And ultimately, we need to have these discussions to see what's going through everybody's mind and why they feel the way they do. It's well said, Mark. Love Thank that. you very much. Once again, you can see Mark is a part of the, quote, stop, the stop, our television program Sunday at 5 Eastern on ESPN that examines the experience black Americans have had with law enforcement and its long-lasting impact. We will look for you tomorrow night with game coverage, and then we'll watch for man, you. Man, hey, Key, don't Yo. be in the streets in L.A., man. It's still COVID out there. I know you want to celebrate. Don't be out in no, LA I'm like in that. I'm in New York. I live in New York. You might fly home for that. You no, might fly home no, for that. no. We not gonna we gonna we gonna do this thing right <laughs> next year. We gonna ticker tape once the season starts back next year. In that window when they break training camp, we'll have a ticker tape parade then. But we'll celebrate with them virtually this Friday at midnight. All right, bro. You Thank know you. you know it's a wrap. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Mark J. Spears joining us from the undefeated again. Watch him on TV this Sunday. Early evening, still to come. The Yankees are on the brink. Yeah. What can they do? The voice of the Yankees is here next. Miss anything from today's show and want to catch up? You can always download all four hours of the Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin podcast right now. Available wherever you get your podcasts. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next.
While you can't believe everything on social media these days, you can believe it's possible to start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home. Even if you have zero computer experience, instead of waiting to see what happens when life gets back to normal, take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Redbox has new movies and top hits for everyone. Now available at the box and streaming on demand, Irresistible, a hilarious comedy from writer-director Jon Stewart, starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Gary, a political strategist, decides to back the mayoral bid of a retired U.S. Marine in a predominantly right-wing town. But when the RNC finds out, they send in Faith, Gary's longtime nemesis. Don't miss Steve Carell and Rose Byrne go head-to-head with over-the-top funny moments and rent Irresistible tonight. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. There are many ways to catch the Justin Kinner Show with Kev Nash on 1410 ESPN Radio weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. You can catch it live right here on 1410 Wing AM or you can stream the show at wingam.com. But now we have another way that you can take in the show. You can now watch the Justin Kinner Show. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees, is one minute away on how they saved their season. But apparently, in the NFL, they're going to try to save the Monday night football game and not move it out of New Orleans. Chargers Saints, there was some thought they could head to Indy because of Hurricane Delta bearing down on the Louisiana coast. It's just been an unbelievable run here for them the last few weeks with everything they've had to avoid. But right now, the NFL is saying. They don't anticipate moving the game, so it should be Chargers Saints in New Orleans with Hurricane Delta bearing down on the Yucatan Peninsula as we speak. And we should mention LSU is not taking any such concerns. They have moved their game with Missouri to Columbia, so they will play on the road instead of welcoming the Missouri Tigers for SEC play at Tiger Stadium. It's moving from Baton Rouge to Columbia. And SportsCenter is brought to you by Shell. Get more time to listen to our show by going to Shell and getting three things done at once. First, fill up with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus. Then save up with the Fuel Rewards Program. Finally, snack up to save even more at the pump. Make most of the stop you need to make with Shell. The Yankees are on the brink. Tonight, they could be eliminated. Coverage starts 645 Eastern on ESPN Radio. First pitch, 710. It's a pleasure to welcome in Michael Kay on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line to legions of people, the voice of the Yankees and the host of the Michael Kay Show on our flagship station, 98.7 in New York. Michael, if you're a Yankee fan this morning or a Yankee broadcaster this morning, after last night's loss, putting him in a 2-1 hole, what are you thinking? Well, you got to be a little bit nervous, to be honest, Zubin. The the bottom line is when you're that close to elimination, even if you had, I don't know, Garrett Cole pitching tonight, you'd be a little bit nervous. Instead, you have uh, your number five starter, Jordan Montgomery. But uh, I think Montgomery is going to have a very, very, very short leash. They have to manage this as if it's win or go home, which is exactly what it is. So you might see everybody. I think every pitcher would be available to pitch today except for Garrett Cole, who would have to pitch tomorrow on short rest. So the Yankees have certainly put their backs up against the wall uh, with that loss last night. Hey, good buddy, Michael. How you doing? Hey, Keyshawn, how are you? I'm doing good, man. The Dodgers won last night. But in other news, the Yankees' bats did not do well yesterday. Why was that? 
You know what? There could be a lot of reasons. Obviously, you have to give a lot of credit to the uh, the uh, the Rays pitching. But you know, my colleague Paul O'Neill on the Yes Network said last night, and it's kind of interesting. You know, they were rolling through the first three games of the postseason, and then this, they decided to you know try to play the okey doke on on the Tampa Bay Rays and start. Davey Garcia, that's not what they do, and, and sometimes that catches a team attention. Why are we doing that? I mean, do we have to, you know, use sleight of hand to beat the Rays? And it seemed like they they lost their mojo. And, again, that's so abstract, there's no way to prove it. But uh, you combine that with the fact that the Rays have guys that come out of the bullpen throwing 100 miles an hour. And, and right now, the the only two people that you could really depend on in that Yankee order are, are Giancarlo Stanton and DJ LeMayu. Everybody else has gone into a little bit of a slump. And when you go into a slump in a short series, you could end your season because of that slump. Mike, I found myself yelling at the TV the other day watching Michael Perez after failing to get a bunt down on an 0-2 count, uh, then hits a homer. The pitching, man. You made comments in game two about it was a Mike Tyson analogy. Can you please explain that? Well, I said to me it was like Mike Tyson going into a ring uh, to fight Pee Wee Herman. And just as the the fight's about to start, Tyson holds up in ha- his hand and goes, "No, no, no, we're gonna play. We're gonna play Jeopardy." W- what? You you could beat my head in. You're bigger than me. You're faster than me. You have more talent than me, and you decide you want to outsmart me. That's exactly what the Yankees did. The Yankees have a two hundred and twenty million dollar payroll. Um, the Rays have the third lowest payroll in all of baseball, and you should be able to bludgeon them. Instead, they decide to outsmart them. And I just, at the time, I even did it in real time, so you can look at my my tweets. At, at, when they took Davey Garcia out, I scratched my head. I didn't I didn't understand what they were doing. And I, and I and I said after that game that if they end up losing the series and going home, you're going to point to that as a, as a turning point of the whole series. And you know they lost a game uh, that they tried it, and then they lost a game after it. So let's see if they could rebound tonight. Michael, you mentioned the close to $300 million payroll that the Yankees have versus the cheap boys down in Tampa. How impressed are you with the depth of the lineup that the Rays present, given the fact that there's no one on that uh, roster making more than $16 million? I'm blown away how, how they put that roster together because it's not just piecemeal where you're hoping that some guys are good. They have depth. Uh, they have maneuverability. They give Ke- Kevin Cash a bench that he could throw out all left-handers. He can counter with right-handers. He's got guys out of the bullpen uh, that, as I said, throw 98 to 100 miles an hour. He's got all the pieces of a team of of like that should have a 250 million dollar payroll, but they're young, they're scrappy, uh, they're hungry, and it, it's put together brilliantly. It really is. And every owner of a team that has a, a 200 million dollar payroll is going to look at their GM and go, well. Why can they do it, and why can't you do it? Why, why do we have to spend so much money, and our roster is not as complete as them? Now, do they have the superstars like teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers have? No, they're not household names, but they could play baseball, and that's all really that counts. Dwayne Haskins, let's move to football real quick. Dwayne Haskins was benched yesterday um, in favor of Kyle Allen. I don't know how that's going to work out for the Washington football team, but there's two guys here locally in New York, uh, Sam Darnold, who injured his shoulder in last week's game for the New York Jets, and your guy over there, Jay Will's guy, better yet, in Danny Dimes for the Giants. How impressed are you with them? And Do you think they can be franchise quarterbacks? Yeah, at times I do. I mean, I don't want to cop out on the question. Sometimes I come away from a game going, yeah, that's that's the answer. And then I, I come away feeling empty. Uh, the one thing that the, the demotion of Haskins does is it takes some heat away from Dave Gettleman because the, the Giants got excoriated for not taking Haskins with that pick. 
and um, they just didn't like him. They just didn't see it in him. And uh, Haskins not, not only benched, but he's moved behind Alex Smith, so he's third, uh, which tells you that he's not doing very well there. He's, he's probably not studying the way he should and doesn't know the playbook the way he should. If, if you go from one to three, that's not great. But uh, long answer to your question, I, I think that Sam Darnold and, and Dan, Daniel Jones certainly have the talent, but, boy, they have not been given um, the situation to make them excel. They, they both need better protection. And as you could tell, Keyshawn, they both need skill position players, and they don't have either. 98.7 ESPN New York is the station for the New York Jets. Um, and you look last week, I guess Adam Gates was given a vote of confidence again by saying that they're not going to part ways with him as the head coach. What was your reaction to that? I'm not a big proponent of, of, of firing a guy in the middle of the season. Uh, I don't know exactly what it does. When you were on with us, you kind of convinced me a little bit. You know, if, if the atmosphere is, in fact, toxic and poisoning for that quarterback, which would be what this season's all about, then maybe you make the move. But I don't know if four games is, is fair enough. Uh, but I don't see the wins on their schedule. The, the worst thing that could happen to Sam Darnold and Adam Gase this Sunday is if Joe Flacco goes out and tears it up and they win a game. And then Sam is healthy and ready to go. Well, Gase is trying to save his hide. What does he do at that point? I mean, does he run Flacco out there again? Or is this season all about Sam Darnold? And I think it should be all about finding out about Sam Darnold and if, in fact, Sam could be the guy to build the team around. But... You know, if Gase is trying to save his job, that's that's the bad part about a lamed up coach. Either he's the coach or he's not the coach. But if he's he's trying to ring up wins, he might do stuff that's good for him and not good for the long term health of the team. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. That's a crossroads. The Jets are going to be at. They'll take on the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. For more of Michael, two fifty five Eastern on ninety eight seven in New York. He and a legion of Yankees fans waiting to see. What happens tonight? Michael, thank you for joining us. You got it. And at 98.7, we're the home for the Jets and the Knicks. So we've had a lot of wins over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Count them on one hand. That's for sure. Mike, thanks very much. You got it, guys. Great stuff to have Michael K. with us. One quick baseball note. This is very important for Key and the Dodger fans out there. Just a quick mention, Dave Roberts saying late after the game. A lot of people didn't hear this because it was a late finish. Talking about his uh, closer, Kenley Jansen about moving forward with him, they may not oh, move forward with him as well, their closer. Just saying it, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. You knew that was coming. I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was waiting for something that was news. <laughs> but, but I do think when you hear it from the manager, yeah. after a win, it's not like he blew the game and he went out and said it. Well, but it was a win. Joe Kelly helped us. Zubin, Keep in mind. That's when you know your teases are getting really good. You had, you had Keyshawn <laughs> on the edge of his seat I was waiting, waiting for breaking news. <laughs> Speaking of, still to come, we know the Bills and the Titans was in jeopardy, but now... There's a second NFL game in jeopardy, and the NFL might be ready to change its playoff format as COVID is winning. That's on the way after Key has this. After a long summer, the wait is officially over. College football is back, and so is all the new season of your favorite Dr. Pepper-obsessed college football town. That's right, we're talking about Fansville. So brace yourself for all the on-field football drama and off-the-field Dr. Pepper flavor your eyes and taste buds can handle. Because even though you can't be at the stadium, you can't dress like that, you can cheer, drink Dr. Pepper like a true fan. Head to the store near you to treat their inner college football fan to an ice cold. Woo! 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. From A to Z, brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. Download the DraftKings app today and use code KJZ to get in on all the action.
Allstate now has deeper savings, and deeper savings require deep thoughts and a deep voice, like mine. Save for being a new customer. Save more for adding DriveWise, and save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. As someone once said, saving today is money tomorrow. That's deep. Not available in every state. New customer savings based on other signing discount. Drive-ice is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Northbrook, Illinois. Pros today have to do whatever the job calls for. And the Home Depot is here to help make that easier. With a wide range of delivery options, you can get what you need. From job lot quantities to small supply runs. Delivered where and when you need it. Don't want to buy the tool? Rent it. We've got the most innovative products and more ways for pros to find them in-store and online. Pros are changing. So are we. The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Whether it's betting on the big game, catching up on bills, or saving up for the holidays, we could all use a little extra cash this time of year. Hey, how does a thousand dollars sound? It's the ESPN Dayton. Hashtag we want to get paid. And however... The NFL's best insider, Adam Schefter, who will join us at 9:10 Eastern, reported on Get Up over on ESPN this morning that the Titans-Bills game in jeopardy. Nobody surprised there, but so is New England and Denver. He said essentially the Titans haven't been in their building for over a week, and if this game were to be postponed with Buffalo, that would be their second postponed game. Might be easy to make up one game, but multiple games, and who knows what is to come. Shifting the NFL's focus to possibly changing their playoff format. And I know what you're thinking. Didn't they already change it? They did. They went from 12 teams to 14 this year. But instead of going by wins to determine the playoff format, they may go to winning percentage. That obviously is if every team cannot play 16 games. It might be a chore for Tennessee to get there. Baseball was going to do that if they couldn't get their season done with. So win percentage could be, just could be, in play. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. You need the best coverage and not just football, but your wireless network too. Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same networks as the big carriers for up to half the cost. 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. A loss for words? Not here. Fill in the blank. No loss of words when talking about the NFL. By the way, with Week 5 kicking off tonight, Brady and the Bucks taking on the Bears. We barely mentioned it because there's so much other NFL news. Oh, Tom Brady is taking on a team he could have potentially joined in the offseason. It's like an afterthought because there's so much going on. And we also assume that the Bucks are going to roll, steamroll them. So. Right, Bucks have won four in a row after that tough start. Keyshawn J. Wilzubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including Adam Schefter, and for the college football fans, hang tight, Ole Mrs. Lane Kiffin. Fight on, little former yeah, Trojan actor. Yeah, he, uh, Lane's my guy. Won't ask him about the tarmac. No, I don't think he'll, I will. He'll be joining us from I his office. I might ask him to stay away from that. <laughs> well, no, that's my boy. I could, we good. All right. Remember, he said at his introductory press conference, the last time somebody told me news this big, I was standing on a tarmac. It's great to be standing here with you all today. I, I called him right after that, too. But that's a whole other conversation. We'll see if Key wants to get into that. It might not be a great question for me when Lane joins at 930 Eastern. Uh, again, Lane and Adam Schefter on the Shell Pennzoil performance line with all the late-breaking NFL news. Schefter in 20 minutes. Let's start with the NFL with fill-in-the-blank. The NFL coach with the hottest seat right now is Key fill-in-the-blank. Oh, it's three of them, though, man. Just one. Just, be, just one. Don't name all three. Because all three of them are over. It's the hottest coach. Don't name all three. Well, I would. Okay, well, then I, I would probably have to say Adam Gase just because he's here in New York. I would have to say that, right? 
Linda, you can't you can't add Matt Patricia there, Dan yeah. Quinn too. I, I, I got Dan Quinn just because of the way they've lost this year. Considering the Super Bowl loss and the way they've lost this year, I got Dan Quinn. No doubt. Just word to the wise. Know the rules. Okay, know the rules. Here we go. Fill in the blank. The top three NFL MVP candidates are Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahone. Those are the top three. However you want to shape it up. I think Aaron Rodgers is close. Russell Wilson is close. And I think Pat Mahomes is close. I got Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. I got Josh Allen. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Whatever. We may or may not see Josh Allen this weekend. They got Tennessee. Yeah, fair point. And Adam Schefter will be here at 910 to tell us why that game is in jeopardy and the Broncos and the Pats and everything else that's breaking. I know he's always working the phones. Let's go to the NBA with the finals tomorrow night, potentially the end of the 74th NBA season. The player I'd build my NBA franchise around is fill in the blank. Build the franchise around. Mm-hmm. NBA, so he has to be young and good. I would start. No, he has to be old and bad, Key. Shit. You're going to make me curse. <laughs> I would I would say Giannis. Build. And the reason I say build is because I can get Giannis and put some nice pieces around him. I like Get that. another guy that's like a 1A, maybe a sliver down below, and build around him. I like that. I'm going Luka Doncic. Going Luka Doncic. Uh, he's uh, another version of LeBron James. Can take over games. I, I start my any franchise off with him. Back to the NFL. Tua Tungavailoa will start for the Dolphins in week number? Mm. Six. Six. The fact that you hear, uh, we're not going to start him. He's not ready. But you're hearing the noise. Once you start hearing the noise, it's getting ready to come. Right? I mean, it just it, that's just the way this league is. You heard a week ago Dwayne Haskins could be benched. Uh, guess what? He got benched. He got benched. It happens. I go week 10. Start them off on the right foot. They play the Jets back-to-back weekends. Get them two dubs. Start them off week 10. It's a great point. If I'm not mistaken, Key and I talked about this earlier. There's actually a bye in between those two Boom. games, right? So you can get them ready. A little bit of a longer week. Could but be. nobody needs buys. <laughs> Key doesn't need bye week. We may want to reassess. We may have to make too many more buys. We need, <laughs> it gets some- NFL fans, the season is finally here. Touchdown! Get your picks submitted at wingam.com. Save for being a new customer. Save for driving safely. Save for driving less with paper mile insurance. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent to get a quote. Find out how much you can save today. Allstate. Now that should be music to your ears. Not available in every state. Savings based on early signing discount drive-bys and mile-wise. Savings vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms and conditions. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Smoothbrook, Illinois. It's time for Straight Talk, just like football. You want the best coverage with your wireless network without your wallet taking a hit? Straight Talk Wireless gives you the same nationwide coverage as the big carriers, America's best networks, for up to 50% less, just 45 bucks a month for 25 gigs of high-speed data than 2G with an unlimited plan. No contract, no mystery fees. Don't get sidelined by weak protection. Get Straight Talk Wireless. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. We are Dave Soma, the Ohio.